You guys know I love Gooder sunglasses. I've been wearing them for years. Uh, I've, I've been collecting them basically at this point because, you know, they got all these different styles and they're so affordable. They're 25 bucks a pair. They're, there's no slip, no bounce. They're all polarized. They're, they're fun. You, you know, you have one pair for the beach. You have one pair for riding your bike. You have one pair to maybe go out to a, you know, a, a club. I don't know, a day club. Do you go to day clubs? That doesn't sound like a right thing to do. Uh, hey, they got a new frame, though. This is what I'm here to talk about. The Pop G. Pop art for your face. It's it's fashion. It's fashion on your face, guys. No slip, no bounce, just like all the other types of pairs. But uh, these are cool. Like, I want to I get a pair myself. Like, I, I have too many already, but I, I feel like I need to get these also. Vanguard Visionary, New Wave Renegade, Born to be Envied, Pop Art Prodigy, the mod one out. It sounds like the Pop G is a whole group of styles, so you can get all these different frames within the Pop G family. So that's pretty cool. Check those out, guys. Uh, and, you know, if you need sunglasses, this is the way to go. You don't have to worry about losing them. They're, they're 25 bucks, and, uh, you know, you, you just grab another pair if you need them. But uh, like I said, I've been collecting them because uh, I can't get enough of these Gooder sunglasses. If you want to support our show and try a pair, Gooder is giving Never Not Funny listeners free shipping. You can go to Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Gooder offers a 30-day money-back guarantee and 100% satisfaction. Again, that's Gooder.com slash Pardo and use the code Pardo for free shipping. Hey, guys. Jimmy Pardo here to talk to you about PXG. Now, listen, I wore this shirt uh, at a, a golf outing recently. and it, the, the way I described it is that uh, I felt like I wasn't wearing a shirt. That's how comfortable this thing was. PXG makes great golf clubs. We all know that. But what they also do is make great apparel. Uh, it's made with premium materials, technology designed for peak performance. Didn't help my performance, but I looked good. That's the important thing. You want to look good better than, than the way you golf. Is that a thing? PXG has something for everybody. Pants, polos, sweaters, hats, quarter zips, joggers, jackets, dresses, skirts, everything you could want. I loved it. Uh, I've got a second shirt that I can't wait to wear when I go golfing a second time, if my body allows me to. But, you know, I'll tell you what, with these shirts, I might as well just walk around the clubhouse and let people take a look at me and go, look at that stylish-looking guy, but his golf game is on point. Literally, they know. No, it's not. Hey, elevate your style game on and off the course with PXG Spring Summer 2024 Collection. Head over to pxg.com slash pardo. Use code pardo at checkout and save 10% on all apparel. That is pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo to save 10% on apparel. pxg.com slash pardo. Code pardo. PXG, grip it and wear it. Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Please don't take this person out. Would you politely go to hell? Get the fuck out of my way. We're back, baby! Uh, we're back! We're back stronger than ever! I've given you lives! Isn't the whole point of this show to have conversation? 100% for comedy. Friendly room. What a weird game of chicken that is. This guy's sharp. <laughs> he knows everybody's name in this room. We've been doing fake radio since 2006. Live. On tape, it's the fastest hour in podcasting. This is Never Not Funny. Now, here's your host, Jimmy Pardo. 
Hello, Benedictus. Welcome to the program, episode 3322. The Double Deuce, the Jose Valentin. What I've been saying for years because he played for the White Sox in war number 22. And uh, upwards of six people give a shit about that reference. Uh, but we welcome you in here on a Monday here, the 29th of January. The month is coming to a close. And I guess the only way to say this, the address is, is, and then there was one. Yeah. Right? Garen Cockrell is the only one in this room to not uh, get the vid. Uh, uh, Elliot Hochberg is out. Yeah. He is at uh, at the moment. Here, uh, he is at the doctor at the moment. I believe he's. Uh, uh, I'm not going to blow up his spot. Why? I mean, he's he's got COVID. Yeah. But he went to the doctor to uh, you know maybe get some Paxlovid. Maybe, but uh, if it's COVID, Paxlovid. Paxlovid. I see the commercials, <laughs> yeah. uh, but I don't know if that's what he's doing, and yeah. didn't want to uh, uh, say otherwise or say what he's doing. It's, uh, it's not my business. But I will tell you this: that uh, I received a uh, uh, a. Uh, scroll of texts mm-hmm. uh last night uh, when he discovered that he was um positive mm-hmm. uh asking me uh where i did get the paxlovid mm-hmm. and um i you know said i went to blankety blank uh i just i went to uh carbon here in uh in los angeles it's an urgent care and i think they're all over the country but i know that they're certainly here locally mm-hmm. uh but in my uh uh haste or fatigued state you were tired no i was not tired uh it was i was trying to get it done yeah and i i and and i'm also i do this on a regular basis anyhow i will write um i call the place cobalt when it's carbon and i don't know why my brain just tells me it's cobalt so i told him go to extra care of cobalt say what you want and they'll prescribe what you need and you know it's there's it's Right near your, he wanted to go last night. Like right. He wanted to go last night, and I'm like, and he's like, "There's no place open." I'm like, "Right, uh, you know, you either have to go downtown, that's like the only 24 hour, or go to ER, which none of that, that's overkill, mm-hmm. or just go, for, you know, be first in line at Extra Care in the morning, or be, you know, make an appointment at Cobalt is what I told him, and then, uh, then he asked some more questions, and I said, "Well, I, I went to Cobalt both times. I had COVID, piece of cake." Easy peasy. You know, they might ask you to wait outside or they might have you uh, sit on one half of the waiting room, which is what happened. This, you know, as times went on, the first time was, you know, stay out of here, sit in your fucking car. <laughs> right. We'll text you when it's time yeah. to the last time when I went right before Christmas was. And I said, you want me to wait outside? They go, just wait on that side. You know, like it was like, right. that's how things have changed. Mm-hmm. So uh, I told them that, I would, you know, putting them at ease that it's a piece of cake. And uh, and then woke up this morning, went, ah, it's called carbon, not cobalt. And, uh, oh, fuck, I forgot to mention. He, he wrote back and said, uh, okay, good. Made an appointment at Cobalt. And, and so then I woke up and, oh, shit, it's called Carbon. So where did he make an appointment? <laughs> where, yeah. Where's Elliot going? Where did I, what yeah. goose chase did I send this guy on? I think he just signed up for a new spin class. <laughs> yeah, he's, uh, you know what? Sweat it out of him. That's really the best advice. But yeah. they sweat out the COVID. Um, and then I texted him and said, and then his response was, you got me there. So I, I, he must have you know, oh, he figured, he figured it, out. it out. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's the two right near his house. Yeah. So um, so he saw the name was like, yeah, yeah, that must yeah, be what he meant. Yeah, this guy's dumb and <laughs> it's, uh, it's probably carbon. Uh, so he, I, I assume he's there as we speak uh, based on uh, the uh, or it's hit him hard. Or maybe one of the symptoms of COVID is mixing up those two words. And now that you've both had it, you're both calling it the wrong thing oh, together. Oh, boy. Like, it actually lined up perfectly. Uh, I think we could agree, and I think I would say this with him in the room as well, and I will when he returns next week. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway, there's no video. That's the point. Of that, yeah. Very quickly, there's no video oh, because yeah. he, uh, he's not here. Right. Um, and uh, I think that I think I think everyone will understand why there's no video. Yes. Uh, we hope to have a replacement for him in here on Thursday, uh, but that's not guaranteed. You know, if right. that falls through, or if that person uh, 
realizes they can't, you know, I guess that's still the same as falling through. Uh, so be it. I mean, it, right. people understand there's things happen in life and, uh, you know, we, we go uh, above and beyond. The good news is Garen is is going to make a transcript of everything we say in this episode and then print it out. And we will perform the exact same episode again when he's better and film it so that there oh, is a video. Well, Eventually there will over. be. Uh, we should start <laughs> over then. <laughs> You mean all the way back to the day one of you getting hired here? Yeah, probably. That would be a good idea. Um, I thought you were a court stenographer in your free time. No, you've seen these notes. It's basically, it's basically, uh, guys enter, they talk, guys leave. Yeah. You know, then uh, send. Uh, send, yeah. And then, and then Daryl takes six months to post them. Uh, that would be a good idea for the if he if he ever leaves. God, I hope he leaves. <laughs> He's got headphones on. Uh, oh, shit. I forgot. I thought he had COVID. And I thought I'd no, he's, his the, he's the guy that's here. <laughs> um, I misunderstood everything you just said. Uh, but the next intern, maybe as a student studying to be a court stenographer, they come in and they can practice their well, that'd be stenography. Wonderful. In the, yeah, in, but then we got to... We, we don't know how to read that. Then we go from very bad notes to way too thorough notes. Yeah, we don't... Uh, maybe we do need that. Although that would just that would just blow up Garrett's spot. We that, don't need that's do just that. a transcript, and I don't know. I mean, over the years there have been companies that have said, "Hey, we are we provide you know tra- uh, transcription t- uh, services for podcasts. Do you want it?" And I was always like, "If it's free, okay. <laughs> Otherwise, I don't see paying for that. I don't know what the purpose would be." Well, you know what we could do is uh, the reality is set up a t- uh, you know open up a phone app yeah. with the notes and right. just use. Well, that is whatever that is. Yeah. And then there are now services that do it that way. Like the, you could basically sign up and it, it basically the, the AI listens to, to the audio and then spits out a thing for you. Right. See you, Garen. <laughs> we got AI. AI is crumbling you, baby. I never thought it would hit me that way. Yeah. Shit. The walls came down. Huh? At least you don't have COVID. And can you fucking believe he's the only one of us now? He again. He everybody f- would have bet he'd be the first. He to get fucks it. in a bathhouse. <laughs> everybody around around me. I've been in the room with people who have had it. Yeah. You're in the room where it happened, and somehow <laughs> I know it's miraculous. Maybe you're one of those magic people who can't Maybe. get it. Well, Elliot thought he was. Yeah. Um, I'm sure everyone thought that but, were until they got it. But here's the truth uh, about, about Elliot. I mean this sincerely. Uh, I'm glad he got it. And I tell you, I, I mean, and I say that in a positive way. That means he's because he's going, he's taking the classes at Impro. He's part of some sketch groups. Mm-hmm. He's doing, yeah. he's out and about and he's doing things. And as we know, for a long time, he was afraid to do that. Mm-hmm. So I'm glad that he's back in the world. And I'm also glad that now in, in literally in six days, this will be behind him. Right. And he'll go, wow, why did I panic all the time? I, it's, it's, it's. My experience and your experience, I think, was the same. It's very disappointing when it first happens because there's the, the obviously the sickness part of it is annoying, but there's also that feeling of damn it, I really wanted to not get it ever. But once you get I didn't past care that, about that, to be honest with you, because I, well, I, you I, know, Elliot did. I, I, right, but I knew that it was going to happen. So yeah. that was never a. But but then there's that feeling of like it's kind of freeing because yes. you're like, oh, now I don't have to worry about this anymore. Like it, it. I mean, yes, I can get it again, but it kind of releases you from that anxiety of of like am i ever am i gonna get it is it around the corner and he wasn't feeling that way anymore i don't think because he was like you said he was doing living his life again which is good but it is still has that i think it still has that weight lifting effect well i think it will for him definitely although if if this carbon cobalt thing uh comes into play he will (laughs) we will not hear the end of it and uh he will be in a bunker somewhere with aaron Rodgers talking about how the vax (laughs) is the worst thing in the world and so on and so forth and uh you know, when I just had it over Christmas for this, you know, uh, for the second time, uh, it, um, uh, what's my point? I have a point here. When I had it at Christmas for the second time, 
it was just a day of shit. Yeah. And then it was fine. Like it was it was over that quickly because it was, you know, uh, you know, you're, you're all vaxxed up. And <clears throat> I think it's the strains are different now. You know, I mean, hopefully they're less severe. Or they're less uh, powerful or whatever. We were just talking to Bruce Smith yesterday. He had it, and in, in three days, he felt completely Now, funny. that was his second time as well, right. so that I wonder if that plays into it. Um, yeah, we saw Bruce Smith yesterday, and that leads us into this. We were in uh, San Francisco yesterday for the San Francisco Sketch Fest, and Matt and I had a, uh, uh, a whirlwind day where we, I picked him up at his home. We went to the Burbank Airport. We flew up. Well, you picked me up at a home. As people know, you are not allowed to know my address. No, 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 no. That's not, I'm not allowed in the house. I know where <laughs> oh, it's at. All right. Well, I was, so you, and, and make no mistake, and, and dear listener, he he walked out. <laughs> I didn't even get out of the car to go ring a doorbell. He was walking down the driveway. Oh, I had my eyeballs through the through the through the Venetian blinds like uh, Norman Bates, waiting sure. to see, so that, I, that you didn't even. No, come. There's, there's no risk of me even t- even putting foot on the pavement of the driveway. I was a little upset that your that your tires hit my driveway. I had to do that because <laughs> the way the cars were parked, if I if I uh, yeah. I didn't have a choice but to go that direction. I did not want to. Certainly did not want to. Do that. <laughs> uh, but uh, so I pick up Matt Belknap. We head to the Burbank Airport. We. Uh, Fly up to uh, Sketchfest. Uh, Sketchfest. Uh, admittedly, I'll say this: uh, worried about our tight flight, worried about our arrival. Uh, everything went smoothly, so we got there. I'll say it way too early. Mm-hmm. Uh, sat in a freezing green room uh, backstage area, waiting for the program to start. And then the, uh, you know, I, I'm a broken record when I say this, but I mean this sincerely. We have the greatest fans in the world. Yeah. The people that were there, and I'm going to mention the aforementioned Bruce. I'm going to bring up the aforementioned Bruce Smith, who is, you know, a, uh, you know, basically has become a character on this show, <laughs> and um, he. Uh, he said it best on the uh, uh, on the ride home is that because uh, he you know he's been to a, first of all a million sketch fest shows but he's also been to a million Doug loves movies he's been to a, a zillion you know uh, uh, other live podcasts I can't think of any at the moment but mm. uh, but he was like yeah your fans are amazing they're 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 there for you mm-hmm. and um, it, 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 he said those weren't maybe those were not the exact words but they, his point was clear of like this is a different breed of people. This mm-hmm. is a different, this is different than just somebody coming to hopefully someone famous. Like right. it's clear. I mean, other than Janet Varney, clearly there was nobody famous on that stage last night right. or yesterday afternoon. So they, you know, the folks are there for us. And Bruce was making that point uh, without a mask three days after having COVID. <laughs> <laughs> that, that part. Yeah. And when I relayed that to my wife, she was none too pleased. That we uh, shared a, a ride to the airport with him. And, He's fine. No, I know, and it's actually, yeah. I mean, you're exaggerating too. Like, but uh, I, I mean, we have we have no choice but to trust him that uh, that he is not uh, contagious. Uh, and I think all the guidance is that he shouldn't be contagious. All the guidance is that he's fine. I mean, yeah. that's uh, uh, you know, it, uh, and again, that's the world we live in now. Yeah. Like we, you know, he uh, he could have. Like, here's the thing, by the way. I only know he had COVID because I called him to discuss something and they said, oh, he's at home mm-hmm. with COVID. And I was like, oh, like, I I can't tell you the last time I called the office. Right, like, right. Uh, and if I didn't call the office, we would have seen him yesterday. We never would have known. Never would have known. Yeah. And I think that's the case with a lot of what's going on right, in the world. Right. So, uh, you know, again, we only know it because it was in our head. Otherwise, <laughs> it wouldn't have been a thing. But once it was in our head, it was like, okay. So we're talking to him backstage. We talked to him after the show. And, you know, I'm like, it's fine, whatever. But 
then we're like going to get in the car and I was like, oh, Bruce, you can have, have the front seat. I'm like, if you sit in the front, then his, his mouth's not pointed at us. Nope. Of course not. He, he turns around to talk to us and I'm sitting behind the driver. So his, he's, his mouth is aimed right at my, right at my face. That's right. And then when we get to the airport, we have some time to kill. So we, we go to eat dinner and I'm like, we find a table and I'm like, I guess I'll just sit here. He sits right across from me. Yep. I'm like, God damn it. What the fuck? If anything, I don't know what would, there was no configuration that would have worked actually at a table because no matter where he's sitting, he's going to be turning towards us to talk. Oh, no matter. Uh, and, and yes, he will talk. Yes. Uh, you know, the, the rumors, the, the, the exaggerations on this show are true. Uh, that said, I, as I said to you, uh, when we were, uh, you know, when we were on the airplane coming home and he had his own seat, um, you know, you and I talk every day, practically. We, yeah. We're talked out. Right. So to sit at a dinner and have Bruce Smith talk for an hour, fine, great. Yeah, no, I haven't seen him in a long time. Right. It's good to catch up with him. Good to hear what's going on. Uh, it's good to hear all the stuff that he shouldn't be telling us about his other clients. Yeah. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. I kind of like it. <laughs> no, I'm serious. It's very, yeah. it's very uh, interesting stuff. I yeah, just... but the, but the, but then don't you then it turns out it's like, oh, what's he saying about me? <laughs> right. What's he saying? <laughs> you know, I'd like to think that his that his report back was uh, like somebody said, how was it? And uh, while we know some things he said about like about us, he would go, you know what? Part of went on stage and he b- busted my balls about talking too much and mm-hmm. not wearing a mask, which is what I did because right. you know he's there. You know, it, yeah, he doesn't have to. I mean, he, he's he's free to tell tales out of school about us because we're telling it to an entire audience of fans. Tells him. I tell you, I said it right there and then. We didn't sell out that theater. It's his fault. <laughs> you know, I, I stand behind that. Yeah. Uh, you know, if he wasn't busy taking photographs, maybe I'd have a fucking TV show. So I mean, it's yeah. You know, uh, but we uh, all right. So. We did the program, and we thank everybody. That, I, I certainly thank everybody that came. Yeah. We had a, a nice meet and greet afterward. Yeah. I got to chit-chat with some folks. That uh, uh, yeah. Allie flew down from Seattle. Yeah. And then the young lady. Uh, Lacey. Uh, right, but I'm talking about Bernadine. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Who flew down from Vancouver. Yes. And told us a great story. Uh, Garen, I'm talking to you now. Uh, <laughs> this young lady uh, told us that uh, she came up to us shaking, very nervous, and said, uh, I've been listening to you guys since I was uh, 19 years old, living in Singapore since uh, season two or something no, like that. Season, season one, episode one. six she, she or started, something. No, she started with the, episode three was the first episode, episode she three. heard. Yeah. There we go. I don't listen to people. <laughs> um, so she's been listening for 18 years since she was a 19-year-old girl in Singapore. What the fuck about this show did she find appealing? <laughs> I can only assume she was like, someone said, hey, if you want to learn how to speak English, just listen to English language podcast. She chose this? And she just was like, what's, she went to iTunes. We were the only one on there at that point. That's true. Or maybe she just was a huge Mike Schmidt fan. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. She's like, I stopped listening for a while because I was very angry with you yeah. about what happened. But uh, then the, he uh, came back and but, uh, it was all. Was but fun. that was very nice. That was, I was, uh, that was, I thought, found that so And touching. I don't want to talk about Lacey because I want the people okay. to hear the bonus episode yeah, yeah. and that will be a okay. nice reveal. Yeah. Um, but uh, I announced early on uh, in, in the show that uh, we needed to get out of there. Our, our flight was at seven o'clock. So we, we had a little bit of leeway, but not really because, you know, San Francisco with that bridge and everything and, and, and downtown, you could get to the airport and just like you're in L.A. You can get there in 12 minutes or you could take an hour and 45 minutes. Yeah. And so uh, they were there to pick us up at 430 uh, for our seven o'clock flight, which, again, seems too early. But uh, mm. and we made, you know, whatever. So the poor kid sat out in the car for an hour i think we were still uh, on stage at 4 30 oh we were still on stage at 4 45 <laughs> yeah uh so he uh 
Uh, I announced early that uh, we need uh, I, I, I needed to keep it tight, even though it didn't matter because we had the flight, mm-hmm. uh, because I had to get home and I was uh, you were going to get picked up by your wife. I was going to get in my car, hop on the five and race down to Anaheim to catch the Brian Adams concert at yeah. the Honda Center. Right. And which you had done the math. He was going on stage at nine oh seven, nine oh five. OK. And you knew if we were leaving in. Oakland at seven. We land at seven fifty-five. We get to your car at Burbank's. Great, you get to your car at you know seven fifty-nine. That's right. Uh, and then you're there in hopefully fifty minutes, and you walk in right as he's getting on stage. Right as he's taking the stage. That was that was the plan. Yeah. Uh, while we're on stage, we get a text message from Southwest Airlines telling us that our flight's been delayed to seven thirty. <laughs> okay. Eh, no big deal. I still have a, I still have time. I know what time he goes on. I know how long it's going to take to get there. Everything you just said yeah. about Burbank. So we're talking about on stage, and we're talking about then. And then we get a. Uh, I get another text. Uh, now it's uh, seven forty-two. All right, <laughs> not looking good for me going down to Anaheim. Uh, anyway, we still have to go to the airport. We still have to do everything. So we get to the airport. And by the way, you made to to Bruce and and I. You made to Bruce and me. Uh, uh, <laughs> doesn't matter. Uh, some grand pro- proclamation about well, if you you sort of set up some yeah, some I'm not guidelines. I'm not to that part yet. Okay, go ahead. So we get to the airport and uh, we sit down because we have time to kill because our flights we, we're there now. We're there at uh, we think the flights at seven forty five. Yeah. We get there at five forty five. Like we're there two hours early. Yeah. And so we have time to get some dinner. So we're sitting out for dinner. Another text. No, no, I'm sorry. I went to the bathroom. Walked past the gate. Seven fifty four. So this right. is getting worse. So now is where I start the. And also they dangled this in front of us. There was a 545 flight oh, yes. that we thought maybe we could sneak on to and we get there and, and the screen says now boarding and really like, shit. And that's like, let's hustle Let's over make that a beeline. We get there and there's no plane at that gate and no one there. <laughs> uh, go on. Marty took off. That's fine, Garen. But I did ask a, a woman that worked there, well, was that a full flight? And she said, not a single seat available, which yeah. is like, oh, good. I would, it would have been like, no, nah, like six people on that plane. Right. Would have been horrible. What if there had been uh, one seat and you took it and then you stuck me with Bruce for two hours? Oh, don't think that wasn't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I know it was going to happen. And oh, don't. That's why I was, I was so thing. relieved. It would not have happened, but you guys probably would have said, Get on the plane. Yeah, yeah. That, oh, no, I 100% and, would. Uh, and I would have been like, oh, okay. I, would, I probably would have said okay, but I don't think I would have been thrilled about it because I know what would have been the case. Of, uh, <laughs> right. I mean, it would have been, the only difference would, uh, between me being there or not being there with you and dinner with Bruce is that uh, every now and then you wouldn't hear me going, mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> you would have sold probably all the same stories and, uh, yeah, just, and again, to an audience of You one. just wouldn't have heard, oh. <laughs> you wouldn't have heard that right. while it was happening. So that's when I made the big proclamation of, all right, so if it's 7.54, we get in there now. It's a 48-minute flight. We get there at this time. Uh, so I set a hard uh, 8.30. If we get there, if we land at 8.30, I can make it. Uh, and, and that's fine. If I miss a couple songs, I'm fine. And I was like, you know, all right, that's it. 845 <laughs> or I don't get there. And all and all this for me is like, so if you're not going to go, you can just drive me home and I can tell at least don't you don't need to come to the airport. Right. So I need to know what you're doing to just let her know what I'm doing. Yeah, I should tell you that never crossed my mind. <laughs> that was never I, I just assumed she was coming to get you anyway. I, I did not know. Well, because she, we live so close to the airport. Basically, I literally the plane can land. I can I could say I'm here and then she leaves the house and she gets there right when I'm walking out the door. Um. So it, it was didn't really need to be solved until we were there. Right. Uh, but I still was like, I want to let her know what's happening. Oh, sure. Absolutely. Uh, so we we finally took some. 
this should not have slowed us down at all. In fact, the flight attendants attempted to not make it slow us down. Some woman got on who was on the row behind Matt and I. Uh, as they're closing the door, says, and by the way, we're, we're, they, Gary, they're making so many announcements. We're already 45 minutes behind. Everybody take your seats. Let's get out of here. Like the turnaround between the yeah. plane landing and us getting on the plane was like the what, the last person walked off the plane. We are now boarding, and they they moved. They, I give them credit. They were not fucking around. They so and and they made no bones about it. Like, sit down, assholes. Like right. they they did they said everything but that. Right. Like hey, dickheads, you know we're late. You don't want to be late. Let's go. Let's go. And. and uh, still people meandering, trying to p- clearly put a suitcase where it doesn't belong, all the horse shit that happens. So the, the door is about to close, and this woman says, I can't find my phone. Can somebody help me find my phone? And then bothers the flight attendant about it, and then wants the flight attendant to run out to the lobby to look for the phone, which somebody did, and then came back and said, no, there's no phone. And then the woman insisted, can you go again? Like, right? She's, yeah. Can somebody? And then the, the nice young man next to her was being very patient and very helpful. He was like, do you know the number? I'll call it and right. see if we hear it ringing. And they tried that. Nothing. No, didn't solve it. And yeah. And so then the flight attendants finally were like, man, we have to go. We have to go. We're sorry we can't find your phone. We checked out there. Yeah. Nobody's turned it in. We checked out there. It's not in. Well, she was in a wheelchair. We've checked the wheelchairs. It, we know, you know, it, it wasn't there. Yeah. And then they they're closing the door and she's like, but I have to call my daughter and like as a last resort. And then the, the young again, the young man next to her is like, well, if you give me your daughter's number, I'll call your daughter for you. And right. so when we get in, when yeah. we get in, yeah. it, it, it will not be a problem. We'll, we'll make it happen. And again, he could not have been more yeah. patient with her. Yes. Uh, but it's, it did slow us down by probably four minutes. And, and I'm like. Fuck it, lady. I got to see Brian Adams here. <laughs> you know what's at stake? Don't you understand what's happening here? It's in Anaheim. It's not local, you dunce. Where to, hold on to your phone. I turned it to Seinfeld. Uh, and everyone was like, did you, like, there was a, a whole exchange of like, well, it has to be between the, it has to be with you because they were like, did you use it to check in? Was your boarding pass on your phone? She's like, yes. Yeah. Like, well, then you have it because it's not in the, you know, the jetway or whatever. The jetway, we have the, so like we the bridge. Looked, the bridge, yeah, we looked there. It's not there. So it must be here. So it, you'll, it, it's, it's going to turn up. And she was like, no, I didn't use it. Like so she what, said, what did she, did she, she, said she did. And then she said she didn't. I think she had a paper a boarding pass, but, uh, but it was, there was a weird misdirector misunderstanding on that part of it too. And I was just like, it really, I hate to say it, but it, it felt like someone who wanted attention and was just making trouble. Dude, to, I, to, I hate to agree with you on that, but that was the vibe I got too. It's like, they've done everything they can for you. But yeah. And I understand you're panicked. Yes, I would, I would feel the same. I would be, I would be a little panicked if I couldn't find my phone in that moment too. But I also, you've got to take a step back and recognize this is not anyone else's problem now. It's now my problem. And so I've asked for their help. They've done everything they can. It's right. not working out. Now I've got to move on with my life. Yeah. People lose phones every day. And, you you know, unfortunately, you just kept throwing up more flags like it was their fault that she lost her right. phone. And so then, Jimmy, what happened once they the second they closed the door? What happened? You heard it better than I did. What did we hear? Oh, here it is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then, and then, then you all out. I found it <laughs> to, to no, nobody cared. Like, like at that just, point, like, wait, man, we've moved past your phone. But it was just like, what the fuck was happening before right. you made this everyone else's where, problem? Where was it one second ago? Right. Where, like, you're in your seat. You have a two by two li- right. area. And, that, and that's exaggerated. Those Southwest uh, aisles are They're man, horrible. Man, they are awful. They were horrible on my ileoseus muscle. I'll tell you that. <laughs> it, uh, 
it uh, boy, it really tightened up on me. It was horrible. I, I I will I will say this. I will not fly them again for that reason. Or I will sit, uh, or I will sit in that front row yeah. and do without uh, storage. Elise was shocked to hear that you took the window because she's like, oh, I thought he needs the aisle all the time for legs or for whatever. For um, it was a short flight. That's what I told it, her. It was a short flight, uh, I, and I knew who was next to me. Yeah, that's that's the big thing. Okay, so yeah, I uh, mean, I felt like it's if it's a bathroom issue, you don't have to get up. That's the issue. It's, it's that and claustrophobia. Yeah. And I just, I didn't feel we were in the second row, so I didn't feel claustrophobic. Yeah. Um, and uh, I didn't like I didn't like the leg room in the, in the quite frankly, I sat in the LC. You know that. Mm-hmm. I didn't like the leg room. It doesn't help. It doesn't help that part of it. it. Uh, so it. Um, uh, it was fine. By the way, so I think I, if I'm not mistaken, I kind of heard before she was like, "Oh, here it is." I heard the guy who was being helpful say something effective. Did you check the other pocket? Like, there is there another pocket? Like, she had been looking through her purse and couldn't find it. I guess. And then I, so I, I'm, I'm not 100 percent sure on this, but it seemed like it was just <laughs> some other pocket, <laughs> and, and that's that was the magic. Look, I've, I've I've walked around my house looking for my phone, and it's in my pocket. Yeah, I've been that person. Right. So I, I I will make fun of her to a certain extent, but I you know I've also, you know, my, uh, my watch is on my wrist, and I go, oh right. my watch, and I run back into the house to get it, mm-hmm. and you know, so, you know, uh, that said, it was a ten minute to do, for nothing, and I've I've got to see Brian Adams. <laughs> So now we're getting nobody to part cares. Th- yeah. So so this is the part of the story I don't know yet. So I'm, I'm eager to hear. All right. It. So you're pre- you had a couple of predictions. You predicted I would be in my. So we we landed at what eight fifty five. Yeah, something like he that. He goes on at nine oh five. I ain't gonna make it there in ten minutes. I don't think so. <laughs> um, but I said as we walked off the plane, I said I you will be in your seat at ten eleven p.m. Uh, but your your initial guess wa- guess was I'll be in my car at nine ten. Yeah. And that I'll be in my seat by ten twelve. Mm-hmm. Those were your two guesses. Okay. Uh, we landed and we're walking at uh, we, we were walking at 955 or I'm sorry, 855. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was in my car by 859. Yeah. And was on the five by nine o'clock. Wow. And uh, there's no traffic Sunday night. Yeah. And so I'm zipping down the five, which has zero traffic. Right. Um, I was in the building by 10 to 10. Wow. Yeah. That's incredible. It took 40 minutes. And so here's what happened. So but I was also like, what, what? Tell me what the parking because I'm about to tell you. Okay. So I'm zipping down the five. I get to Catella. I take the exit. I do everything I'm told to do, and I get there and I get very lucky. They're doing a, the transition from the traffic flow coming into the parking lot to they're setting up the they're reconfiguring the cones for exit. Right. And Jimmy Pardo, James R. Pardo Jr. chose that time to not understand what's happening and just go in wherever I wanted to. <laughs> and if somebody would have said something to me like, sir, I would be, oh, the cone. Like, right. And so I pull in, I see three guys like look at me and I pretend I don't see them and I just go and park, hop out of my car and run to the venue. So there, I'm parked 12 feet from the venue. Holy shit. Like I'm parked, I'm parked clearly in like VIP. Okay. You know, uh, either ex- Honda Center executive parking <laughs> or see. And you didn't care at all about like, am I going to get towed no. or is I'm going to. I did not. I just wow. didn't see it happening. Um, and it didn't. You're... And it didn't. I, I, I will tell you this. I was the only car in that area. Jesus. So whatever, whatever. And nobody stopped me. So you you did the thing that every, every uh, you know, gate crasher says to do is just if you act confident 
like I belong here, I'm supposed to be going here, then no one's going to say anything. Like, I mean, why would this guy be showing up an hour after the Well, that's the other started? thing. Like, why would he be here? He must work here. He must be one of the Honda Center executives yeah. or something. Something's up with this yeah. guy. Nobody, nobody's coming in. Because the concert started at 7.30. The opening act was, you know, yeah. Dave Stewart's Eurythmics uh, book or whatever he called it. Yeah. Um, so the show was at 7.30, doors at 6.30. Guy's showing up at 9.50. What? Yeah. So I run to the door. They're law locked because... You know, you know, nobody's expecting somebody to be showing up from that side of the door at that hour. Right. And so I knock on the door and the woman. Yeah. And I said, I go, I'm just getting here. She goes, not a lot of time left. I don't know why she had, but she had a southern accent. I don't know why. And uh, I, go, I don't give a shit. And I say, oh, I know. I know how much time is left. And I went in. And so I missed the first. Uh, I know this sounds like a lot, but he does a lot. I missed the first 12 songs. So I missed the first hour, basically. Mm-hmm. Um and uh so you, were, you were in is that like when did you hit your seat oh i hit my seat uh i was in my seat by nine fifty five. great like I, well i was I, I did not go to my seat my seat was um i had a club level seat mm-hmm. uh with a cushy seat and it was a real nice seat uh but i just was like fuck it i'm just gonna sit down here mm-hmm. uh where like in an area that i looked at the map where like nobody's seated and so um i sat in a great seat and uh Loved it. It was a great seat for two songs until the two dudes that I guess were in the seats right in front of me mm-hmm. uh, decided to plop down there. Yeah. Um, I, I think they did what I did. That wasn't the, those were not their seats. Mm-hmm. Uh, and the guy was like a Mike Schmidt size guy. Mm-hmm. He was, and by that I mean, you know, high and wide. Like, but but more high. Mm-hmm. Like even sitting down, it's like fuck. He's like I can't even raked. I couldn't see over him. So mm-hmm. I'm like motherfucker. Come on, man. Uh, you know, there's so many empty seats. And so he's there. And then if I just kind of, you know, shimmy to my left, I could see perfectly. So I was like, I'll just sit here. Who gives a shit? And I'm not going to, you know, I'm already late. I'm not going to spend time now trying to find a seat. Yeah. And it's like, and, and we're on an angle. Like he's going to stay seated too. So he stays seated through up-tempo numbers. And the second, uh, everything I do, I do for you. This guy stands up like it's his jam. Oh my god! This Mike Schmidt-looking motherfucker stands up and he's like, yeah! he's the anti-you in every way. It was crazy. <laughs> and then he, he's he's video, you know he's doing this. He's got his phone out, yeah, because uh, you can't go on the internet and get a better version of that. <laughs> um, and uh, and so I was like, well, fuck it, I got to move. So then I did move, yeah. and then I found a great seat, uh-huh. and then enjoyed the rest of the show. And it all, it all, I I was in my house by eleven twenty-five. Like all of wow. that, that just a whirlwind day. Yes, I missed the first half of the show, but, but you saw an hour. Saw an hour. Okay. Saw an hour, and I saw. You know what? I saw. Yeah, I missed some songs I wanted to see, but I actually saw the five I wanted to see. Like it, it was, okay, it good. was good. Good. Yeah, I enjoyed myself. He sounded great. Mm-hmm. You know the uh, the Honda Center. You know the, the Honda Center is not the Staples Center. It's it's not big. Yeah. So like when you look at a map and you go, oh, I mean, you know, like I I probably was sitting in the twentieth row, but the twentieth, it's like. That's it's right there. Yeah, uh, I'm not, I don't know that I've ever seen a concert there. I've been to the LA Kiss, obviously, uh, which was like the fifth row. We <laughs> yeah, were those very were close there. Um, yeah. The uh, this was the third. I saw Fleetwood Mac there, mm-hmm. and then Oliver and I saw Kiss there when they did that private show for LA Kiss football season ticket holders. Right, where it was you know that's the concert that uh, somehow a small boy fell asleep during. Uh, how do you fall asleep during a, a heavy metal concert? Oh, I think that's the question that the members of Kiss have to look in the mirror and ask yeah. themselves. <laughs> it, uh, he was very tired. That's yeah. uh, but uh, 
that the and, and, and truth be told, it was not as loud as a regular concert because it was like a very bare bones stage. The yeah. uh, that you know, the, there, there was not the it was not the full Kiss right. stage. They didn't, yeah, it was them. You know, just uh, coming out and doing a concert. There's Gary back, terrific. Hmm. Uh, anyway, it all worked out. Great. I mean, it didn't. I mean, it didn't. I missed half the concert, yeah. but it, but it proved that had our flight been on time, you would have seen the whole. Would have seen the whole show, and it all would have. You know, it, and it worked out fine. I got enjoyed myself. Good. Uh, we had a great show in San Francisco. We did. We got a great show on the plane from the lost phone lady. <laughs> we got to hear great stories from Bruce Smith. <laughs> yeah. Um, we got to see our great friend Janet Varney, which mm-hmm. was which is always a joy. We saw Cole Stratton, of course, mm-hmm. uh, you know, who's been on this program and a funny, uh, funny dude who also was uh, one of the founders of the San Francisco Sketch Fest. Right. Had a couple of good drivers. Yeah. First driver, Megan, was uh, very nice. We had a nice conversation with her. And the guy, Dylan, driving us back. Didn't get a word in it. Couldn't get a fucking word in. <laughs> Couldn't do it. No room with Bruce next to you. But it'd be, and I think it's good that Dylan heard the inside secrets of Omnipop Agency. <laughs> I think it's good that Dylan knows yeah. what's going on behind the scenes over there. Good Lord. Bruce Smith, I don't want to go into any details. Yeah. But Bruce Smith told us a story that, like, do you know there's a stranger in the car, right? You literally said to me, I don't think I should be, I shouldn't know this. And certainly Dylan shouldn't know this. 100%. <laughs> I stand by both those statements. Yeah. Uh, all right. Let's take a break. When we come back, we got Oliver's trivia. Scott Aukerman is here. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, Elliot has texted, uh, maybe uh, there may be a new text of some sort that I haven't seen since we started, but it, it, uh, he says, do bypass him for the. Uh, no trivia. Okay. No trivia for uh, Elliot this week. Hopefully by Thursday he can get his uh, his guess in for the. Is it V? We'll allow the guess, but uh, can he win? The, for the V, for the letter. Oh, for the V, for the letter yeah, game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah he can win. Uh, I guess I meant for uh, he could still guess today's trivia, but he wouldn't be eligible to win the money. I guess. Oh, you mean ask him the question at another time? Yeah, yeah. we could do that. We could because uh, he still should be able because for the for the over a year end chart, right? He should be able to answer the question. Yeah, yeah. We should. Yes. So let let him play it so that he can get those points if he does get it right. 100%. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with that. Yeah. Uh, and we know him. First of all, this is a job to him. He doesn't listen to this program. <laughs> so he's not going to, you know, he, 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 he misses the show. That's a, he's not going to listen to it to play catch up. Right. Uh, he also isn't the type of guy to go, did they say anything about me while I was gone? He's not that type of guy either. Doesn't care. Right. Uh, so. I trust that he will not hear the trivia answer, right. is, my, is my point. Yes. Uh, all right, let's take a break. Scott Ackerman's in the wings. Uh, when we come back, we got Oliver's trivia. We'll check in with Scott. We'll say hello to Garen Cockrell, who uh, we haven't said much to so far today. No. We had to recount our uh, San Francisco sto- uh, trip and, of course, the uh, the Brian Adams saga. So uh, we'll do a, 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 the Scott and Garen trivia. I'll have a lot more right after this. Thanks for being here. Hey, whether you have a small business or a big business, we know that uh, finding the right crew to surround yourself with is not easy to do. Well, here's a way to make that a little bit easier for you. Thank you to our friends, Zip Recruiter. Zip, zip. ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo is the way to try ZipRecruiter right now for free. Just head over there. You know what? Even if you're not hiring, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo. Check it out. It doesn't cost you anything. Just take a look at that. Just yeah. If you always had an idea of like, I, you know, I could I could start a small business, mm-hmm. maybe hire a couple of people. We could, you know get this thing off the ground. Get let's, let's make some widgets. Just go on there and see how easy it would be to hire the people you would need. What do you need? Like a an accountant? Mm-hmm. Uh, I do. You need a personal assistant? I do. You need a I, well, I don't know like a graphic designer maybe? I do. Okay. Well, wait. Are you are you starting a business? <laughs> yeah. 
Oh my God, what is it? I should tell you that. I, by the way, I have all three of those things. Yes. I said I do to three things I actually do not need at the moment. <laughs> uh, but I am starting a business. I am selling bike chains. Oh. Strictly bike chains. Just the chain. Bikechains.com. Huh. It's my business. Are you manufacturing them yourself? I've got a team. Oh. Got a team of folks. Where'd you uh, find those people? ZipRecruiter.com. Uh, yeah. You went on, you've said, look, I'm looking for yeah. uh, metal, metal, what are the, what's that called? A metal worker? Um, Someone who- ZipRecruiter knows how to find the people they that forge, for. They forge the, the pieces that you then mm-hmm. put together into a chain. I got a, a nice group of kids out in the garage making these things. Okay. Good, um, luck. good, good luck to you. And uh, by the way, if there is such a thing as bikechain.com, uh, I don't own that. <laughs> so don't, don't write the owner of that. That's your competitor. Thinking that it's me. What did I say? No, no, I don't know. I'm just saying in real life, that's your competitor. Uh, yes. So do not go there. Don't, don't support him. Don't not go there. And do not send that person emails uh, <laughs> thinking that you're writing me and having fun. Uh, I don't even know if it's a real thing. Uh, it but, probably is. But it probably is. And you know what? I think i got to get into the bike chain game. Yeah, you do. Uh, the way to do that is through ZipRecruiter. If you're hiring, ZipRecruiter is the way to do it. Once again, go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Pardo right now to try ZipRecruiter for free. ZipRecruiter, the smartest way to hire. Hey, sometimes you find yourself uh, the, the wallet's uh, missing a couple of bucks. Now, who did somebody steal it, or what's going on over there? Doesn't matter how you're missing the bucks. Money might be a little tight. That's where earning comes in, Matt. Yeah, earning. Earning's there if you got a last uh, minute uh, gift for a loved one, an expect, uh, unexpected trip to the vet. I've seen a lot of that on uh, uh, social media, by the way. People saying, "Oh, I had to spend the night at the at the pet vet." Yeah. People like using the phrase "pet vet," even though "vet" covers pet. I mean, what other? Are you, are you at the? Wild animal vet? <laughs> yeah, you could be visiting a, a, a soldier. Oh, okay. Uh, I, I think people, I, I think they like the sound of pet vet. It does sound fun. It is fun to say. I get it. Uh, but nobody's pointing out that they're at the pet vet for fun. So uh, That's a good point. Yeah. Why are they, yeah. why are they being uh, capricious or uh, silly with their very you know, serious issue? You know, capricious say. <laughs> uh, now, listen, This is it, here's the important thing. Earning is there because the, the point is you're not at the pet vet at three in the morning going, oh, good. I get to spend X amount of money right. uh, that I don't have. That's where earning jumps in. Yes. Uh, earning is an app that gives you access to your pay as you work up to $100 a day, up to $750 per pay period. Yeah. So it gives you a little goose if you need it. Yeah. It's, but you're, you're making the money by going to your job and working every day. They're just saying, hey, we can get you that money a little bit sooner than the, than the paycheck arrives. That's exactly right. Now, over three and a half million people are already uh, saying things like, when I think about earning, I think about financial stability, security. It gives me a lot of peace of mind. That's what they're saying. They say it like that? Yeah. They, I would think there'd be a little more uh, excitement. No, these, these are people that, uh, you, you know, when they're giving a testimonial, they're caught off guard. And they're, then, they, they're not comfortable in front of a microphone. Exactly these are right. not professional these are broadcasters. Like we are. Yeah, they, they, they sound stilted, but that's real. That's genuine. Thank you. Matt, again, it gives them peace of mind. <laughs> uh, hey, download Earning today. That is spelled E-A-R-N-I-N. That's in the Google Play or Apple App Store. When you download the Earning app, type in Never Not Funny under podcast, please. When you sign up, it'll help the show. Let's them know who said to you there, who directed you there. Once again, put in Never Not Funny under podcast. Subject your available earnings, location, daily max, and pay period max. See earning.com slash TOS for details. Earning is a financial technology company, not a bank. Bank products are issued by Evolve Bank and Trust, member FDIC. Earning. It's your money. Get it now. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the program. Episode uh, 30, I forget, 3322. Yeah. The award-winning <laughs> podcast, Never Not Funny. We're joined by our longtime friend, uh, once a season, right? The the, the record uh, holds. When I said that, by the way, I thought we would do it once a year. 
I just want, I, I thought your seasons were once a year. Oh, you want to go to once a year? No, damn it. <laughs> I need to do it once a season now that we've established it. But I, I was trying. I, I didn't. I, I didn't think it would be such an imposition. It. Uh, <laughs> can I suggest he pull that a little bit away from his mouth? Sure. I, I just so, so that I can bit. see him as well. Oh, sure. I, I, yeah. I where do you want? Yeah. You, you like it right? right? Yeah. The, my mics, you have to be right on. So I'm just no, used not to these. That, these are, not these. No, no. These are the never not funnies. <laughs> these are. This is a different mic, different brand, different breed. Uh, let, you should get into mic making. No. My casting. <laughs> uh, I'm just going to hang out with the uh, with Mike Castellano. Sure, why not? Yeah, yeah. It's a baseball That's what player. I meant. <laughs> just hang out with that guy. See how sure. that goes. Right. That seems to be a good idea. Yeah. Um, the uh, but I'm on board with this once a year. I'm not going to fight I, you on this. Look, I am not. I, I'm saying I can't do it. Uh, but I, I, I. That's what I assumed when we. You thought it was going to be this. once a year. Well, I think I think that you know I was on once a season back in the early days when maybe the seasons were yearly. I, I, I the, don't the really. The first know. season was a full year, and right. then the second season I think was a full. Yeah, year. but I'm gonna but I'm gonna disagree with you there. You were actually on two and three times a season back then. Okay, well, I'm willing to do that too. No, you want to do two or three times no, per no, season. I think we go that other direction that you talk about. That once a year sounds. Come great. on, Jimmy, you like having me on. The Scott, fans like it. Scott. I don't. <laughs> okay, I understand. The, the fans love it. <laughs> you I, just don't. You don't. I, I, you walk in. I go. Here we go. We got to do it once every six months. I understand months. that. He's uh, really between a rock and a hard place here because if it were up to him, you'd never be here again. I know. I feel like I would never see you again, though. If I <laughs> honestly, if I did not come in here every six. Well, months. you know what? We did have a. We just uh, full disclosure. I won't say what it was about. We just had a nice. 10 minute conversation before we started doing this because we never see you otherwise so it's nice to catch up and actually have a non non on the air conversation although I'm going to try to stop having those (laughs) I I would prefer that so we can get this over with quicker I mean if this is going to happen let's get you in and get you out I need to monetize every conversation I have (laughs) is that okay here's the truth I want to book Kulop you know that yeah and I like having Kulop on when you say book I'm not quite sure if that's a (laughs) metaphor I'm a booker on the show I don't want any misunderstanding I would like to I like having her on the show we like her as a guest but I know that you guys talk. And if I book her consistently and then don't book you, you're going to wonder, so what, what's up? So I got it. Mm. That's really the only reason you're here. Okay. Yeah. Is so that you don't have awkward home conversations. Yeah, so is it a one and one? We, we each do like one for you, one for me, like Scorsese? I feel like, I feel like she's been harder to get lately yeah. than you well, know, probably because Well, yeah, her schedule is yeah, the baby. Like, uh, a, like I'm ignoring lack of the interest. <laughs> yeah, you don't care about it, but she does. Um, it. Yeah, wow. that's right. Well, I'm going with the premise of how little you care. Okay, <laughs> interesting. Uh, you, uh, you probably use the child's name. Uh, I would. Yeah, Emerald is the name. Mm-hmm. You call her Emmy, though, don't you? We do. We do call her Emmy. Love know. it. Leads mm-hmm. to uh, a lot of confusion in the marketplace. Why did? Why is that? Especially because you are an Emmy-winning writer. Yes, so. exactly. <laughs> it's yeah, like it seems so strange. I'm always talking about my Emmys <laughs> more than I would normally. Why is it confusing? Answer that question. No, I, I, I do think that like when we go to a place uh, like a weekly class at my gym, we call her Emmy, but everyone calls her Emerald there because that's what's listed in the right. computer mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff. So. You know, do, do they still well, sing that song? Hi, hi, hi. How do you do? <laughs> I think they do. Yeah. yeah. You, so you're a my gym aficionado. Yeah, I'm. A, I'm an alum. Oh. It took me a long time to figure out what Nemo was. No, it's <laughs> that, a mascot. That monkey. Yeah. Yeah. We uh, we've all done the my gym. We all have you really absolutely. You're still there. I love it. You're uh, that little zip line. You're going undercover, right? In the three to six year olds. Uh-huh. <laughs> Who doesn't like a two foot zip line? <laughs> I know. Yeah. Honestly, I'm there. Je- you go. I am jealous when when I look at these things. I'm like, why can't they make fun. these for adults? How about an adult version of that? Exactly. 
Sounds like you want to go on Josh Jamel's buddy camp. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like the three of us want to go on Josh sure. Jamel's buddy camp as the titular buddies. Yeah, we didn't go to camp together as kids, but we could pretend we did. Is that part of the... That's the premise of the you show. You have to have gone as kids? Can we just say yeah. we did? I, I, mean, I believe somebody pointed out last episode that uh, they will put two people together that don't know each other. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. We can pretend we don't know each other. I've never watched the show. I just assume the premise <laughs> is that they were childhood friends. I was out once he started bugling. <laughs> uh I, I've already said I'm not going out. So You're not going out? No, I'm not interested. Are you, are you, or have you just canceled all, in your mind at least, all future appearances on any type of that show, like Amazing Race? And all oh, that? I would go on The Amazing Race. You would? Yeah. Who with? Who, who would you want to go but with? But we decided not each other because I would. one of us would murder the other guy. You would. Uh, no, I could see him murdering me as well. Really? I no, think it, yes, but, I don't think but I'm with you as well. I don't think it would be too much. Uh, I don't think it would be too bad if we went on it because we would be eliminated immediately <laughs> for <laughs> so, being uh, terrible at it. Yeah, we would suck at it. And then we so we would only be there one. But isn't it day. terrible when when the groups come on who are fighting so much and they get eliminated the first one? You yeah. wish they would just like have the hindsight to be in the moment for that one episode. Yeah, they get to be for on. one day. It's, yeah. yeah, it's sad. I would I would like try to say, let's just I don't care if we get eliminated the first time let's enjoy the first episode yeah and after that we can start strategizing and we can be like upset if someone right but like let's just enjoy one because Try, this may be yeah. the only one that we ever do yeah. well the last season we, we commented on it the, the three teams that made it to the end didn't fight at all yeah they, really. they enjoyed the entire journey and it was first of all it was more fun to watch quite frankly was it really yeah, yeah. interesting that's that's and, the uh, great british bake-off theory right of you know, American uh, reality shows were all based on conflict and about people not getting along and contestants sniping at each other. And then the Great British Bake Off comes along and everyone's nice to each other. And it was so refreshing. It was like Ted Lasso, but cooking. <laughs> right. And so that's interesting that for you, it was it was more fun to watch. I enjoyed it. I did too. And you were you rooted for you didn't have a, there wasn't a villain. You were rooting for all three teams. It was like, oh, I don't care. I, you know, right. maybe I like them more than the other, but I like any of them could win. I'd be happy. There's enough entertainment value in them just doing the challenges. Right. And trying to do it. You know? I yes. feel now, though, like the the shows that are built on conflict when they don't like I, I tried to watch the the season premiere of The Bachelor and I, it's taken me three viewings. I'm still not through it. It's just so fucking boring. Huh. And because there's no villain yet who's causing trouble, it's just mm. like people meeting this guy. Mm -hmm. I don't, don't want to watch three hours of like <laughs> people meeting a guy. Yeah. You'd think they would have figured out by now. You need to get yeah. in quick. With well, they've the... tried with certain things. Like they'll put the person's brother in, like as the bartender serving drinks with a fake mustache and shit like that. What? They're like every, every once in a while they try to do stuff like that. <laughs> this sounds so crazy. I know, but they, yeah, they no, having not seen the show in like 12 years, yeah. I, I can't even fathom what you're talking I've about. I've not yeah. seen one second of that show. Not, uh, you're probably lucky. I sometimes I think about if I relived my life, would I? <laughs> would you? Would it actually be a part of it? <laughs> but sometimes you just need to decompress and turn your brain off. So I'm like, man, if I relive my life, I wouldn't watch this type of show. I wouldn't watch this type of show. But then I kind of go like, I'd probably just watch it for the second time. I see. <laughs> you know, um, you would go on a reality show. No, we. I think we talked about how I really wanted to do Amazing Race with my father at one point, right. and he even like downloaded the application and we were sort of like talking about it and my and my friend knew the casting director and was kind of like yeah they're looking for people like you and um then i went to magic mountain and got sick on a ride and i was like this is what every day of the amazing race is like so oh, i'm man. out what coaster were you on oh man it's been so long since i've been to Ma it, it was since then that i went to magic mountain that was 2002 
Whoa. So we're at the 22nd anniversary. Oh boy, you can have a party of it. Assume. And this is the 22nd episode of the season. <laughs> oh my God, Isn't connections. <laughs> Look at that. Um, but yeah, I haven't been back since then, so I couldn't tell you which one it was. Probably Batman the Ride. Oh, you think so? Yeah, probably. Yeah. I mean, it's a ride that is kind of exactly what hanging around with Batman is like. <laughs> Very similar? Yeah. yeah, like him throwing you around Your in an alley. Your legs are dangling. Mm-hmm. And, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Uh, I didn't tell you this, but we went to um, Knott's Berry Farm over the holidays. Why wouldn't you tell Jimmy that? I know. I forgot to mention it. Um, Or maybe I did mention it, but because we were talking about going just to have that fried chicken. That's right. Did you have it? Oh, the Knott's. It it used to be so good and it's bad now. It was still pretty good, honestly. It wasn't as good as that place in Culver City near you that I love. Oh, the honeypot. Yeah. Oh, the honeypot. Yeah. Have you been to the honeypot? Yeah. Yeah. No, Knott's Berry Farm used to have the great... We used to go there on Sundays all the time. It mm-hmm. used to be the greatest food. And I feel like, along with McDonald's everywhere, they've just like cut corners, used mm-hmm. processed stuff. And now we went there for the chicken maybe 15 years ago, and we were like, made a special trip, and it was like, this is just... That was 15 years ago, though. That's not today. It sounds like it's back. No, okay. it, I, I, it did feel very much like uh, Fridays or Chili's, like in terms yeah. of the food felt like it was just out of a freezer or whatever. But yeah, um, yeah. but the, but still, the fried chicken still tasted pretty good. But I went on the their version of the Batman ride where your legs dangle, because yeah. now, now Zoe is into roller coasters. She's into legs dangling. <laughs> she loves dangling her legs. <laughs> <laughs> and um, just like everyone says, like when you get to this age and you go on a ride like that, it fucks you up. Yeah. <laughs> it's not good. I used to love it. Yeah. And I know. now can't handle it. Loved it. Yeah. yeah What's it. the last roller coaster you were on? Probably that one you and I went on. Oh, we went on that one at the America. Mall of America. But that's. Oh, that's an easy one, though. That's a well, very. But it goes straight up and straight down. That's the still, part that's, that's a very it's not wild a full roller coaster. Yeah. No, 90 but, degree angle. No, no, it is. It's, 90? It, it's not it, 90. It is. It can't be 90. I, you want to see the video? Yeah, we got video, jerk. <laughs> I don't know if I can pull the video up that fast. <laughs> you can pull it up. <laughs> but no, it can't be literally straight down. You know, it is. That's, it, that's a style of ride now. It goes vertical up and then vertical down. And, are you and then, Are you at a 90 degree angle where yes. you are looking? Yeah, okay. your your chest is parallel to the floor at that point. I don't know. That Maybe 89 degrees. <laughs> okay, I'll give you 89. Karen, you, the are you SpongeBob pulling? one? Which one? <laughs> of course, it's the SpongeBob, it the SpongeBob one. one. Bottom plunge. We're talking about how scary it was. Is it the cartoon character yeah. one? <laughs> the yeah. ride features a beyond vertical drop at ninety-seven degrees. Yeah, it does. You're you're kind of. I was going to say. Wait, you're even inverted. You're kind of inverted. Yeah, you're Wait, kind of. Is there a picture of it? Um, are you look, is this Are you just looking at ninety-eight yeah. degrees fan website? <laughs> it's just a picture of Nick Lachey. Chase Cock at the ninety-degree Is it the rock bottom plunge? I don't know what it was called, man. Is that why they were called that? Because their cocks were at 98 degree angles? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Yeah, it wasn't oh, the temperature. Man. Interesting. Jessica Simpson can confirm that. Uh, let me get you. She fucked all of them. <laughs> she fucked all That of is them. for humor? <laughs> yep, that is. What, what was just said? She's a fellow humor. SAG member. We can't, <laughs> we can't say that about her. Does this, does this, does look this like answer it? your question? Yeah, that's it. Okay, so that's a different one than the one I was the mall of america one that i the one that goes around the yeah mall there, there's a more that. stand like a more tip tra- traditional yeah but we did we, we watch, watch that one yeah we did that one can we watch it or do you want to keep looking no at i'm it? trying to get to the point where it actually shows the drop it's just showing spongebob there we go i mean i'll take that too honestly like if you just have old episodes of spongebob <laughs> <laughs> okay the loop the Oh, you can see the beginning intense. of it. It's the beginning of the ride that's the vertical part. So this is a legitimate scary one because it's going upside down it's, constantly. It was, uh, it, 
It's not fast. It was scary, like, but it wasn't scary. It was like, yeah, it we wanted like to do fast. it again. Yeah, it was because oh, wow. it's small and it's very short, obviously, because it's inside. So, like, mm-hmm. it takes like 30 seconds to finish it. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. okay. You're, you're over before you even realize it. But uh, huh. that, that's why I think we Why were you at the Mall of America together? Shopping. <laughs> <laughs> we had to get some Christmas presents. We you didn't get, we you didn't get our present? <laughs> No, did you have a tour date out there? Yeah, yeah. we had a date in Minneapolis. Oh, and we had fun. time to kill before the uh, our flight, and so we. I love uh, that. We went over there. That's a good mall. Uh, cool up used to work there. She's talked about it on this show. She must have. Oh, uh, nonstop. <laughs> That's why I want to have her back. At Hulk Hogan's Pasta Mania, she's talked about this. No, that I, I did that not is not ever okay, come you up. Should ask I've never heard that. those three words together in my life. <laughs> You've never heard Hulk <laughs> next to Hogan. Nope. Okay. Well, not all three together. I've not heard all three. <laughs> and I guess you're saying Pasta Mania is one word, which I would it it probably pasta is. Pasta Mania is one word. It's a hyphenated word. And there's no way you I've never heard those that can conjunction of words pasta yeah. and mania together pasta, yeah no i mean it's hard to be a pasta maniac right is it um <laughs> you eat a lot of pasta you're a pasta maniac one can be a megalomaniac but a pasta maniac no she worked there for when she was 15 you should talk to her about she was like too young <laughs> when, when do you think she should work there? 16 it doesn't 16. seem legal i mean my daughter's 15 and she's like yeah, I, you get a work permit from school you can okay yeah. all right yeah because she, she i had a job to at get 15. a job okay yeah i did too i worked at the mana station What'd you work at? A Christian yogurt place <laughs> called the Mana Station. Why was it a Christian yogurt? What's huh. the difference in the in the yogurt? So holy, wa- holy water mixed in. <laughs> yeah, I this he, he's it was like a Christian bookstore in the front of the store that had like Christian cards and you know like mm-hmm. maybe Bibles. I have no idea. And then and then it was yogurt, just regular yogurt. It was capitalizing on the huge yogurt craze of everyone was opening like penguins yeah. and TC. Uh, the world countries yeah tcby so this was a guy who was like well yogurt stores are popular and i'm a fucking christian so let me cross these things together and then i think because i got the job as a favor to my parents who were in the church with him and they told me they told me i was doing it oh yeah wow and um i didn't want to and they told me i was and then i was just the worst employee good it was just terrible. I, first of all, like they were like, "Oh, clean those windows." I was like, "That's part of the job." <laughs> I was like, "I'll do the yogurt stuff, fine," but I wasn't even good at that because I someone came in and after I did a yogurt thing and I looked at the cup and it was filthy, like with cobwebs and stuff in it. And they're like, oh. and, and I just picked it up off the stack or whatever, and then did yeah. the thing, but I never looked at the cup. Oh. Or, like the cup should be clean. Yeah, it should be. You yeah. know what I mean? That's that, this look. is a managerial problem. <laughs> In my opinion. I right. don't keep, disagree with that. Keep your cups clean. But I would still expect you to peek at it. <laughs> just, take, just take a take glance. a peek. Just glance. Just a glance. <laughs> just a sideways glance. Like, that this, was too much. Is, this, is there any cobwebs on this thing? Yeah, that was too much for me to do. Yeah. Um, Why were there cobwebs? That's I don't weird. know. So then after six weeks, I came to the manager and I said, well, drama is starting back up at the school. So, you know, I'm going to be uh, in play rehearsal. So I can reduce my hours from... 20 to 5 <laughs> and he was like goodbye bye <laughs> goodbye shit gonna, employee he, he told me he was gonna fire me anyway oh is that true yes that was nice of him <laughs> so, nice and christian of him yeah yeah <laughs> and the place was closed within a year of course so. it was nobody wants god and yogurt at the same time no you want to separate these things right separate with the offspring style yeah keep separate them. them exactly uh you know that guy's a molecular biologist oh yeah that's interesting <laughs> sure <laughs> yeah you hear that about uh uh the dude from the descendants all the time as well mm. like two two people who PhDs, have phds yeah. yeah two punkers <laughs> with can PhDs. you imagine <laughs> the guy from the from the descendants his last name is my last name huh. 
And I did not know that. Yeah, know his, he's Milo Ackerman. Never met him. But um, my mom one day was like, you know the guy from the punk band? Okay, that's all she says. I'm like, you're going to have to <laughs> really be more specific in mm-hmm. this. But she goes, his, Milo Ackerman, you should tell him to stop saying he's related to you on his website. I'm like, <laughs> oh, I didn't know this let me look up his web so what is it the descendants.com she's like wikipedia <laughs> I'm like, okay, that's, not, that's, that's not his website that's not him we're saying. not mad at him mom <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's great. uh but you're not right so i should take no, that down I, as far as i do, oh yeah please mm-hmm. okay yeah. i'm happy to take it down you're a wikipedia warrior i like to get right? in there and uh you know if i got if i put the wrong fact down i'll correct it sure i yeah. assumed you guys were related <laughs> i i, I don't know i honestly me. don't know we could be the guy who found it is named jimmy are you guys related that is me. Yeah. Yes, I'm also the, again the Jimmy that quit Brian Adams Band. So yeah. I've, I've, I've worn a lot of hats in my lifetime. Well, you've you've been uh, a victim of the Don Pardo thing for years and years and years. Yeah, my grandparents said we were related to him. Oh, really? Yeah. Oh, so you are? No, no, <laughs> they were lying. Great. No, they would say, "Oh yeah, Don." Look, maybe it was a that's uh, you know that's uh, my my cousin Dorothy's brother. Right. You know, it could, right. Maybe right. so, but no. No. Do you think they? Do you think it was a lie that like when when he was big, it got kind of out, out of control where they're like, yeah, he's part of the family, and then they just had to keep it up for like even to friends and and family I, members. I don't see my grandparents doing that, but mm. uh, but anyone could be a liar. Yeah, even you, grandparents. I would say that about anybody else, but these two people. Really? Yeah. Or at least my grandmother. There's just no way. Hmm. There's no way my grandfather. Well, my grandfather was in the mob for ten minutes, but. Uh, it sounds like he uh, could have maybe could lied have, about yeah. being related. Actually, to the Pardo. reason he got out of the mob, and I've told the story before, he was Al Capone's accountant. Wow, he's the guy. And he got out because, uh, and somebody said, why are you leaving? His name was Sal. They said, why are you leaving, Sally? And he said, uh, because when everything breaks bad, who's the first guy they go for? The money guy. Wow. And so he got out before it all got crazy. It sounds like he's lying about that. No, no, we <laughs> knew he wasn't there. But he was mobbed up. Mob people would come over to the house. Really? Yeah, guys with nicknames and stuff. Would they Would they go over to you and say, like, anything ever happens to you? you they know? would say, uh, you, ever, you ever do anything? You come and talk to your Uncle Pepper. And right. Like, okay. And yeah. uh, there was uh, Frankie Moon. There was wow. uh, There was Pepper. There was uh, these guys. When they would come over... Uh, my grandmother would go, okay, uh, okay, guys, the uh, uh, the men need the room, and then we would have to go to this other room, and then they close the door, and then these four old Italian dudes wow. would, uh, I assume, plot a murder. <laughs> I have to assume that's what wow. they were doing. I got to start using that. The men need the room. The men need the room. I'm the only man in my house with <laughs> now. It's Kulop, our daughter, our nanny, Kulop's assistant. All of Kulop's friend, like literally, there will be twenty women in the house, and I'd be like, "The man needs the room." Uh, well, get a rule with iron fist. Let them know who's in charge yeah, over that's there. That's a good. That's a good point. I mean, it's time the white man takes some power back. <laughs> oh dear, <laughs> oh, I didn't happened? realize that this no. podcast had gone this no, way. No, it's uh, it's happening. This mm. is what we this is what we talk about when the men take the room. Oh, uh-oh. <laughs> it's time for you to be a proud boy. Now, hear me out. <laughs> you know, I was watching uh, this documentary on. And now I'm blanking on her name, and I just saw it four weeks ago. But um, from, the Dick, from the yeah, sure, from the Dick Van Dyke show, um, the Remember the, the, the right no, the writer. Uh, oh, Rose Clooney, uh, Rose uh, Rosemary, Rosemary. Yes, and uh, oh, that time was a good documentary. Yeah, it was good. Yeah, you saw it. Yeah, but that was that was a lot of it of like mob guys coming over and going like, hey, you need anything, and then she actually would do it. She would call the mob and go yeah. like, here's what I need, <laughs> here's and, what they, I need. and they would do it, and uh, she was proud of that. <laughs> she popped up last night in an episode of SWAT. 
Interesting. An old episode. She played a a girl that came down into the police department to sell them snacks. Isn't it interesting that the that television from the seventies seemed like it was populated exclusively by people over eighty years old? Yes, but you know how old they were? Forty. Yeah, right. They but, just looked eighty. But but um, it did seem like most shows were all about like, hey, remember this movie star or this TV star that you used to love from the fifties or sixties? Yeah. They're on it now, and so everyone on TV just seemed like everyone in match game and everyone just seemed like they were so old yep it's a very yeah. very confusing for based on like how things are now where nobody is allowed on tv over the age of 30 yeah so you're just like what why why did people watch like what was it the- almost seems like the aaron spelling type shows and three's company sort of edged yeah. out all of that whole- well although love boat was aaron spelling but yeah. um but you know what i mean like jiggle tv as they called it i did not Back, call it that it's you, you never called that you called it jiggle boob tube <laughs> <laughs> yeah i did tv jiggle. is a nickname well <laughs> you say jiggle television yeah jiggle TV. <laughs> uh the um uh, I just read yesterday that uh, Matlock is coming back. What? But with Kathy Bates as oh, the... Oh, yeah. Oh, wow. as, uh, they were supposed to be out already, but the writer strike slowed it down. Do hmm. you think they'll ask me to return in my role of uh, background artist in episode <laughs> six of the first season, I believe? Wait, is that true? That is true. Wow. I just watched the entire series of matlock wow and i now need to go back to watch that episode <laughs> i'll so, uh, an enterprising fan found it when is when it I episode six? you know I, it's episode six it's the madonna type episode whatever in the first season whatever uh whoever the madonna type character who someone was dead i'm in the crowd scene at her mansion when matlock goes to find the body or whatever go like I, the the cops are there i'm like peeking right. you see the back of my head you you can tell it's me um i'm wearing like a blue a bright blue suit jacket <laughs> um, and um and i have like a, a very severe uh haircut and um i was 15 but all you had to do you had to be 16 but you just had to lie okay um and that was one of two gigs that i did um i did a show called downtown as well with robert england england um, but the Matlock one was very fascinating. It was the first time I ever did it. I went to this, you know, arrived at this mansion in Beverly Hills from Orange County. Mm-hmm. It was a big drive. My friend and I came and then there was a whole scene that we were like witness to of Matlock arriving. First of all, he arrives, he's red as a beet. He's just like, his skin is the, it's so red. I've never seen anyone just that red. I don't know whether it's like burst blood vessels or or just a tan that went wrong or something but he's so red and he gets there and he's not satisfied with the scene and he's like well let's uh, let me call the director over call the director over and he like says what his problem is the director's like uh well you know it makes sense because this and this and this he goes no 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 here's what i would say and he changes it to something that doesn't make any sense at all (laughs) and the director kind of goes like okay Sure, let's do it. Because he's the producer, too. Like, it's, yeah. it's his show. Yeah. yeah, but all of us are looking at this, and me, a 15-year-old kid, knows that this doesn't make sense. And right. it's not something... He shouldn't be changing the line to this because it... Like, it's just a simple, stupid murder setup, you know? Yeah. So he he has this conversation with the, the, the patrol officer, and it doesn't make any sense, and the patrol officer even <laughs> is kind of like, uh-huh, uh-huh. 
and he's he waddles off and then the director's like all right cut we got it and so then i tune in expecting to see this whole big scene with me in the background of it totally cut because it doesn't make make any sense but you do see me in the background like straining to look we do see you yeah straining to look at madonna or whoever i can't wait to see it i'm gonna go back and see it see my friend my young 15 year old scott arkerman i'm excited yeah now was that streaming or did you own that on dvd no that's on uh, amazon prime it okay, is really. Cool. Okay, yeah. I gotta check it out. Then I can go it, check it out. Uh, I gotta get a video. It of gets myself. progressively horrible. <laughs> like they just keep retooling it. Well, one guy left because he had drug issues. Oh right. And, and then yeah. they they just keep refiguring it. And then eventually, he didn't want. He lived in South Carolina, I believe, and uh, would commute. Right. And then he wanted to stop doing that. So then they shot it in South Carolina to make him happy. And then those episodes just blow. Wow. <laughs> but is it because of local hires or? Uh, they just did too. I, I think they just changed it too much. The tone yeah. became like, oh, it's the '90s, or we have to try to compete with interesting these other shows, as opposed to being this kind of sweet show. I mean, it's about murder, and, uh, but it was yeah. kind of an innocent show. Mm-hmm. And and he's good in it. He's good, right? I watched, and they must do some color correction because he's uh, <laughs> his Chris skin. He's is very fine, rarely a. Uh, it was weird. It I was mean, weird. I believe you, but they yeah. must. They must, That's all, all I was thinking was like they must do a little. Huh. I watched a murder. She wrote episode set in paris recently oh, i don't yeah. know why i watched it because it's great oh okay right <laughs> um but um i assumed that that angela lansbury would have gone to paris like that would be the one person you would take to paris in order to do exteriors because it was obviously shot in la mm-hmm. um but no all the paris paris exteriors they used a double for her <laughs> so you always see her coming out of a car and it's from behind oh, that's and funny. All this kind wow. of stuff maybe she just couldn't travel she doesn't or? like cars Oh, she okay. stays away. Maybe no one went there. Even they just, the movie? They just hired a local like Paris crew to shoot something yeah, with I a bet, local yeah. actor and just like yeah, you know, just send so it strange. to us. I mean, that's yeah. It, it, being a producer on stuff, you see like all these decisions in a different mm-hmm. light. You right. know, other people just watch shows and they go like, oh, great, and they go, yeah, yeah that's her or whatever. But having having been the person to deliver the news of like, hey, you guys can't come to New York for our David Letterman shoot. Sorry, Kaz, we can't afford you. you Right. And then having to tempt them in or, you know, like all that kind of stuff that you have to do when you're a producer. I will say this. There was an episode of Matlock the other day where, well, there was two. There was one, I think it's about one, where he's running up, he's running after a a bad guy and it's (laughs) clearly a 22-year-old guy (laughs) with just the worst white wig on. (laughs) And then there was, in the episode I watched uh, two nights ago, that was the last episode that I watched, he's just driving and it's a shot from like an angle where you don't see his face you just see the head mm. clearly not his head right like, so can he not drive why was this shot so important that you needed to have him in a car <laughs> i think it's just part of his deal where he's just like write me out of his or or even the, well you're the, right because his health was by, by the end of it his health was a problem oh right yeah or or even like these are the amount of days i will work yeah that happens a lot where it's like contractually yeah. i'll work two days and you work it out with right. whatever you need to do, you know, in the scripts and then using doubles and all that kind of stuff. Right. I've, I've heard of recent shows that, that where they have to do that, where it's like in the eighth season, it's such a huge hit that the stars say like, okay, I will only be on set for one day or I'll only be on set for two days or whatever. And, and everyone has to work around it. Right. You know? mm-hmm. But when I did uh, that 70 show, they would only do the table read on Friday. And, and you were hanging around with Danny Masterson, like, exclusively I, I, every single I, I, day, right? I was not even for humor. I will not <laughs> allow that joke. Uh, he was one of the people that was a prick to me. Oh. Uh, but they would only do Friday the table read. And then uh, Thursday rehearsal, shoot on Friday. 
and because those kids were so so they were working two days uh th- yes because they do the table read before yeah, shooting before on friday shooting. yeah so wow. they basically were yes exactly and it I'd was be worried i'd mix up the lines between mm-hmm. these are these are very talented like season kids. pros but they were by the crew a lot of the crew I, I was like this is a great this is great and i saw it as like they have the power to hey we're so successful we don't and they realized we don't need yes. five days to do this we're good at but the crew was like you know we only work two days because those spoiled brats like Oh, yeah, I guess the crew would want to be there as many days you, as they can. Mm-hmm. Yes. Meanwhile, the actors are like, I'm getting paid a salary, not by the day. Right, yeah. So get me out as quickly as possible. Yeah, yeah but I can I, understand. I, but both we sides know that it. with sitcom, like they they over they over rehearse it to where yeah. jokes that were great on Monday. Yeah. Don't get laughs on Thursday. So they cut them. Yeah. And it's like, no, no, that's still a good joke. You've just seen it seven times. Yeah. No, the just shoot me. I did. Maybe I think that was my only experience doing one of those sitcoms in front of a live studio audience. Um, They let me change the jokes. Like weirdly, I came in because I was coming off of Mr. Show and I and and I sort of changed what I was doing in the audition. And then I changed lines and stuff like that. And the writers were all like, ha ha, that was really funny. They were like happy that I that I was like adding some. Wow. Some, you know, because I and then I came back to visit everyone on it. And Laura San Giacomo was like, oh, yeah, your episode, that was the beginning of the end. Oh, no. <laughs> no, in terms of like. So everyone started doing that? No, in, no, in terms of like everyone switching off, uh, not caring about the show oh, anymore. Wow. Uh, I think she had a problem with her storyline and she was like, yep, that's when I started mm. tuning out uh, of like caring about the show, you yeah. know. Um, but yeah. That's a bummer. Is that when I tuned? I loved that show for a while. Me then too. I just kind of stopped watching it. Yeah. Right. I think it was right around your episode. <laughs> this guy's too loose. That's what I said. I too loose. Too loose. I don't like it. These these gems have to be scripted. Yes. He's clearly going off script. Someone reined this guy in. Yeah, I don't like it. Didn't like it one bit. By the way, speaking of uh, '80s early appearances, Garen sent us a text oh, the other yes. day. Who did he see? You might know this. Mm. Who did he see on an episode of Moonlighting? Oh, I have no idea. Oh, you Simple do. Shepherd. He, I get yeah. <laughs> Whoa, yeah, that's he, shocking. How did you <laughs> guess that? You got it. Wow. Well, that, that game didn't last long. <laughs> Let me show you the picture. Uh, I, yeah. You actually, you do, I think you do know this. Do I know this yeah. bit of trivia? Who's that? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. Well, that doesn't surprise me. <laughs> Who it's, is it? It's Doug Benson. It's a young Doug Benson. Yeah, very he, young, yes, very he, he worked Doug on that a lot. Yeah. He worked on Moonlighting a lot? Yeah, he was he was there a lot. Oh, was he an office guy like in the background, that yeah. sort of thing? Oh, yeah, cool. so he has a ton of stories about that. Oh! Yeah. I've never heard he's of never, He's not brought it up once. <laughs> oh. Okay. Next time he's here, we have to ask him. Yes, um, I'm right, we will. Yeah, or at least he says like, oh, yeah, this person was great or this person was great. He was there He was there for more than just one day. Oh, that's he great. Was there a lot. I mean, he's done so many. Actually, he was like he, he was like a... A yeah. guy that was just an extra making money. He's it? in Captain EO. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, there's he would show some of the scenes from like movies he was in where he's just plainly, if you know him, right. you're like, oh, Doug Benson is just, ha-. you know, it's like, like Blade Runner, right? I like think, he's, yeah, he I think in, in, in Serpico, maybe Harrison Wait, Ford is in is an Ser- extra. Oh, oh uh, sure. or 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 a cop with one line or something That's like that. Awesome. And the entire scene, you're just like. Hey, that movie star is <laughs> right. like, What's he doing back when are we going to focus on him? And he's yeah. just kind of in the background right. the whole time, you know, yeah. but that's how it feels when you know, Doug, mm-hmm. to watch something like that. You're like, meanwhile, no one has any idea who uh, it is. Um, they know him as the guy from in the one episode of Friends who says Bloomies. Bloomies. <laughs> My grandma calls it Bloomies. Is Why it grandma? I still remember that? Because it was a really, he delivered he it, it yeah. wonderfully. He was great. It was funny, yeah. No, they always say, 
with auditions like that and that's the reason i think i got the best the just shoot me episode is because i did it really weird um in a way that that even they said like oh that's not the way we thought it would be done but it was really funny let me check with the producers and they brought them in and i did it and they were like yeah okay good yeah but they always say like anyone can do it the way it's supposed to be written yeah you know what i mean or the way the writer imagines it or whatever that it actually is a stronger choice to come in with an audition and and pull a weird fastball and that's what they say matthew perry did with with his chandler audition is he just he had a very unique cadence of how he would talk to his friends and no one ever thought his lines would be read in that way and people were like this is really unique and Mm -hmm. so then there was a period where i was coming in and like changing every line that the that the person and just i would be like the script is not funny i could make it funny and i changed every line and that did not go for they did not care for that <laughs> but sarah silverman told me that she was like yeah i'll do that for with half of my auditions and, and oh and half the time they'll love it and half the time they'll be like why'd you change everything that's really insulting mm. you think she did that for maestro do you think she wouldn't have changed those <laughs> yeah, lines? probably i thought she was great in that by the way yeah she was were yeah. there any lines in maestro everyone's mumbling the whole time <laughs> oh i, I crystal clear for me by the way their noses were just in the way of their mouths how, you dare, you. <laughs> how dare you those noses were fine everyone was wearing a fake nose could you everyone yeah. i did not know that that's what sarah told me that every that he got so in his head about having a fake nose he made everyone wear a everybody fake nose. had one yeah the other ones were just designed to look exactly like their yes, real nose exactly. so you couldn't tell <laughs> But uh, just at like <laughs> nine tenths scale. Yeah, it's, just a, it's like unnecessary. One guy in the background with a patch of Adams on. <laughs> like, what's going on? We said we're all doing noses. <laughs> we said it was nose day. Sure, we're not really doing it. It was a joke that yeah. Bradley made. Uh, I enjoyed that movie. I know there's mixed reviews on that, but I enjoyed I it. It was fine. Yeah, I, I, I the, thought he was great. Yeah, yeah the, I thought everyone is in it was great. Like, yeah. The acting is incredible in it. I'll usually watch biopics and be upset that it's like a laundry list of things that the person did, and that was what was interesting about this was. He'll just mention casually, oh, yeah, West Side Story. Yeah. You won't actually see him mounting creating it, yeah. it or mounting yeah, it. Yeah, it's like the anti-biopic. Which, which I'm always like, yeah, tell the emotional story of what's going on in someone's life more than just checking off a list of things did. Now, was this emotional story interesting? Maybe not. <laughs> I, I thought, Danielle pointed out, it was really uh, her story. And that's what yeah. made it interesting mm-hmm. for us. Like, yeah, history you. is what you mean. <laughs> uh, no. The men need the uh, room. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> what, uh, let me ask you a question. Uh, Yes, sir. Because there's the rumor that they're making a sequel to the Queen documentary. Mm, how would they do that? Right. Well, it does end at Live Aid. Yeah. But then, he still got a good year or two. But yeah. that's it. Or no, he died in 99 or 90, somewhere around there. It, yeah. It, it, I can't answer that. Here's the problem with the documentary, or sorry, with, with Bohemian Rhapsody, is it really treated Live Aid like it was the apex of his career. Right. In, in a way, it sort of was, because the, was. the two or so albums that came out after Radio Gaga were not incredible. They, were, they were good, but they didn't sell. Yeah. The Miracle just did not sell at yeah. all. And what was the other one? Uh, the one with... Uh, the, the circus on it. Yeah. The innuendo. Cir- yeah, innu- yeah. So, and they also treated... It, I thought it was so funny that the the emotional arc of the movie was, at the beginning, his parents are like thinking rock is a bad thing to do they're like be useful was it was that what the phrase was mm-hmm. they were like be be of use you, you you need to find a job where you're of use 
and then he says to them like we're doing live aid you always <laughs> right. said i should be of use you cannot tell me that they gave a shit about <laughs> it was a concert it was a concert right. and it was you know one of the biggest concerts right. in the world and they got a huge sales bump out of it right. it's not like some selfless act that they were and they weren't the reason that they raised all the money it wasn't yeah. like oh because queen is here it was successful it was like it was gonna be a huge thing either that way it's crazy yeah, they, and they twisted a lot of the stuff from yeah. what I gather. Oh, a lot. Uh, but yeah, I, I actually think a sequel could be more interesting because it would be more focused. It would it would be a, a, a heavier, obviously a heavier movie. But if it's just about a couple of years where, like, what did he do with is the end of his life? Is it a sequel? Like, it's so strange when you see a sequel to something that is not, like, paced the exact same way that the first one was. Yeah. I will say, we just, for my show Scott hasn't seen, we just watched before Sunset. Um, and that is paced very differently, and it was very interesting than before sunrise. Mm-hmm. Um, but I can't imagine like that Bohemian Rhapsody takes place over fifteen years right, or right. something, and then suddenly you're like Too doing zooming a, in yeah. a tiny drama that takes place over two, and most of it's in a in a yeah like it's, hospital. It's almost know. like just well, I, I assume they're trying to get Rami Malek to be in it again right again i don't know if any of this is happening like yeah. they, just, they should just do it about brian adam may lambert. said they want to do it yeah <laughs> just do it he's already dead adam lambert steps in yeah that's amazing. these are great years yeah i've, I've you I've, go to see them at the hollywood bowl probably i would see that didn't you though i saw him with paul rogers at the hollywood oh yeah bowl. yeah that'll be included but i saw him with adam <laughs> lambert twice at the uh once at staples once at forum i want to say they were good right great yeah he's really good yeah i'd go see it I think if you saw Adam Lambert at 7-Eleven, he would have some sort of costume on. He just... I hope so. He dresses <laughs> so bananas, like banana time costumes, where it's like, good for you. You're wearing a cape and a top hat to go to in and out <laughs> I love it. Yeah. Good for him. He deserves it. All yeah. the success. All the success he's had. He comes from... Scott, well, who, uh, Carrie Underwood, would you say you're a big American Idol fan? Would you say she's the biggest? Kelly Clarkson, who do you just say is the biggest? Well... Is it, it Adam Lambert? It, it depends on what you consider biggest. Is it a combination of sales and acclaim and and everything or is it just purely sales because I would, and not even say, like uh if it's purely sales i think carrie underwood oh she just des- she yeah. destroys everybody yeah. but then kelly's very close but then you could argue that jennifer hudson maybe is the most acclaimed performer to have come out of it just from yeah. doing you know winning an oscar for God's yeah sake. the winning the oscar is big and she has the recent talk show mm-hmm. which we don't know how it's going to do see kelly clarkson has the recent talk show that's successful which is successful well, yeah. jenna is on season two for or season three is it now for jenna it might Hudson? be yeah it might be season yeah. three how weird is it that two american idol people have <laughs> daytime weird. talk shows yeah yeah competing daytime talk shows mm-hmm. so you you have to sort of look at kelly clarkson had number one single uh, she had a lot of sales, not as much as, you know, Carrie Underwood, but then she now has the talk show. So that sort of tilted in her favor. Carrie Underwood, mm. purely sales, but no one cares about her other than that. Um, and it feels like have, she's faded a bit. Yeah. And like, then you have Chris Daughtry, who had massive sales, but is probably not he's done too. Yeah. So then Fantasia was like really going for that Oscar nom this year. Didn't get it. So she was great. Yeah. So unfortunately, but so, but Jennifer Hudson, you know, it's one of those things where like, she's never had a successful record. So I don't know. It's between Kelly Clarkson and Carrie Underwood to me. I agree with that. I agree with that. Trophies. I mean, one thing sales mean another. So I have a list. What do we got? Of of the contestants with the highest albums sold. Okay. All right. All right. 
So do you want start at the bottom? <laughs> <laughs> Justin well, Guarini. I've got, a, yeah, I've got a top twenty if you want that. No, she's that like might be too much. Let's, let's top, ten? Top, top ten. Top ten. ten All right. Most. Well, number I'll do eleven. Eleven is Jennifer Hudson. Okay. And that makes sense. Like she just hasn't. Really I don't think I've ever. I don't think I've I ever have, heard a song of hers. I have one of her records. I do too. And yeah. it's. I. I thought she. She's my favorite American Idol contestant of all time. And I. That album did not do anything for me. I gotta say when she. Okay, first of all, like in Dreamgirls. Oh, dude. Amazing. Mm-hmm. But then even in Cats, which is terrible, mm-hmm. she sings Memory, and I'm sitting Good. there going like, oh my God, I've never seen a better performance of this. Right. She's just She's great. Yeah. incredible actor while singing. Yeah, then she, she stops singing, and you're like, okay, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know how your acting is now. But. She's good in Aretha, that Aretha Franklin biopic. Oh, I thought she was fine in that, yeah. yeah. I guess I'm thinking of the Sex and the City movie. Oh, I did not see that. <laughs> she hasn't had an album since 2014. Damn right she has Why would, like, why bother? She's busy right. with that talk show. Yeah. Uh, Ten, Philip Phillips. Great, deserves it. Yeah. Number mm-hmm. nine is David Cook. Uh, oh, remember David, David yeah. Cook is number nine? That guy was... That first record sold a lot, I guess. But That's he, he's 1. just 1.5 million. Blando McBlando. Wow. Guy went platinum. Yeah. I remember now, watching him win in Palm Springs. We'd rented a hotel. Oh, so, for, the, for the night? <laughs> for, for the it's American, it's American Idol night. Let's go to the desert. <laughs> they have David Cook's total album sold as, at 1.5 million. Okay. That's His not a first lot, album was 1.38 million. Yeah. yeah. So, he just d- dropped off immediately. He got that first initial burst of... But people were really interested. They in were. Him. They liked him. Yeah. Handsome kid. Number eight, Kelly Pickler. Interesting. Who also then had a talk show on, I think, on the country, on the but, but, CMA, whatever that channel is called. And she had uh, CMT. a reality show, too. Yeah, didn't she? pickling with the picklers or some horse shit. <laughs> <laughs> Number seven is Scotty McCreary. Oh, God. Maybe lock them doors and yeah, turn the lights down low. Number six, Ruben Stuttered. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Sorry, 2004. Was that his hit? Is that the name of the song? That's that was his first single off his oh, album. I just remember out. being bad that it wasn't Clay Aiken, so I was like, oh, I don't. I no. Clay Aiken's got to be up here though, right? He's got to be above Ruben we'll Sutter, see. that's for sure. Number five is Fantasia. Fantasia, yeah. who did not have a big recording career. That no, she didn't, last... although I did. I did like one of her records. I believe you. Her last album sold ten thousand copies. My last album sold ten thousand copies. <laughs> so wait, there's four left, right? There's four left. So it's got to be Daughtry. Not in this order, but Daughtry, Daughtry Clay Underwood. Aiken, Underwood, and Kelly Clarkson. Clarkson. Those Clarkson. are the four. Those yeah. are the four. No question. It, when you see the jump, you're, it's 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 kind of shocking. Number mm. four is Clay Aiken. Okay. He has five million. So then, then it's got to be Daughtry. Daughtry, I would Daughtry think. Daughtry is number Daughtry, three. Daughtry, then Kelly. Then Kelly. And then Carrie. Daughtry has seven, over seven million albums sold. And that's a combination of his huge one and his follow-up, which had like one big song mm. on it, but... Five million for his first album, one million for the second. Oh, five hundred thousand for the third. Boy, that's a <laughs> down, down, down. <laughs> Diminishing returns. Nice uh, guy. Kelly though. Clarkson, fourteen point one million. So yeah. twice as many albums as Daughtry. Wow. And then Carrie Underwood. And let me guess. 16. Twenty. Oh, sorry. Twenty six million. Yeah. No, no, no. no. I'm like gonna go. 16. Oh, sixteen. Oh, because she was oh. at fourteen. I miss. I miss her. I miss her. Oh, how much? Sixteen. You say sixteen point three. Oh, that's not that much more than Kelly. Not that much more. Than, I would have thought it'd be a lot more. Kelly had the huge, huge. I mean, she had. Okay, her first record had since since Ding been gone. Yeah. Huge. Yeah. Number one, and then her second one. Of course, she had that famous conversation with Clive Davis, where he wanted her to pick hits, and she pushed back and She's said, like, "No, no, no. Write my own. Write songs. my own stuff." And then that ate shit. Yeah. 
it did. Uh, and then her third one, she was back with uh, Max Martin and all that. Right. And that did really Squeeze well. Squeeze a few more hits out of there. Squeeze. Yeah. But then even then, like she'll just come out with like a Christmas record or whatever and she'll. I, I like her. She has a Christmas song that is called All I Want for Christmas is You, but isn't, isn't the same song. Oh, wow. And it's good, too. I like it. Um, her voice is just that? incredible. I don't know. I know. That's You're just I, asking I, for trouble. Or am I wrong? No, no. What's a, she has a big she has a big Christmas song that's not that one, but I think there's another one called that. But what's her big one? It, it got played a lot this past year. Uh, under the Tree, I think it's called. Um, you're the one who knows this. <laughs> Does anyone else know us? it? Is what I'm wondering. <laughs> there is underneath the tree. That's from underneath she has the two tree. Christmas albums, by the way. Mm. Yeah. Uh, wrapped we, in red, I think. Was Jimmy, when are we putting out our Christmas album? <laughs> we have a couple songs out there. We've we got, got an A side and a B side. Yeah, we got the we got the the 45. Not really yeah. an EP. It's more of a. Single. We could release. We could release that as a uh, as a single and call sure. it vinyl. We're happy to do it. Yeah, we'd love to. And no, I'm not a country music guy, so the, my you know other people have different experiences. But for me, like I, I probably know five or six Kelly Clarkson songs, and I know one Carrie Underwood song. Which Jesus, you know? take the wheel. That's a great song. Oh, I don't know that one. Then there's the one where she scratches the side of the, 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 the car. Yeah, which that's, is a, that's a great song. It's a great song. Yeah, it's it's. But, a, but you're classic. right. It's it's hard. You know, she sells so much in that market yeah. that that's where her sales come from. But yeah. well, you, that, I mean, there's yeah, there's a reason you don't listen. You don't, don't listen, listen to that, that radio, right? Yeah. Kelly's on pop radio and she's Yeah. But Kelly did country and pop. Like I think she straddled that. But she never released a country mm-hmm. album whereas uh, Carrie's yeah. she's exclusively country and okay. they will buy the, Yeah, anything. right. They support. <laughs> yeah. Reba Ma- when I met Reba McIntyre, she said the country music fans <laughs> are the most uh loyal and supportive they will buy if they if they're your fan, they're your fan for life. Why is she telling you this? <laughs> we were uh I was backstage at a concert when I worked for MCA Records. Oh right. Yes. And Jennifer One and I were there and Reba was maybe the nicest person I Oh really? Yeah. Wow. Really nice. Love that. Um my point is that Kelly Clarkson is the people's princess. <laughs> Thank you. I don't care about numbers. She's she's number one in my She's book. number one. I think she's number one when you factor in the talk show. I don't like that she abandoned Los Angeles for New York. I don't like that. Yeah, that, that really rubs me the wrong way. I yeah. don't like it. Yeah, I don't like it. You put down roots. I mean, she bought a house in Toluca Lake. I know. I was about to say, like, we were just driving by there. We were taking Zoe to a, a birthday party at a friend's house. And we were like, oh, wait. She'd never been there before. She's like, oh, does she live next to Kelly Clarkson? I was like, I, I had to break her heart. She does not live there anymore. Oh, <laughs> wow. And also, the person did not live next to Kelly Clarkson. I used to pass that when I lived in Toluca, like I would pass those houses and be like, would oh, you man, wait? there I she would... is someday. No, I just would, like wanted to buy one someday. I was like, yeah, oh, my God, that would be so cool to live there. You could. A stone's now throw from the 134. Yeah, no thanks. <laughs> uh, yeah, that her. I know where her house, the house she lived yeah. in was, and it really was like the right, off-ramp. You were one of, one of those guys who snuck in there a few times. <laughs> That's right. You turned up on TMZ, right? One of those yeah. guys. Uh, yeah, but it, it, was, it was right there, like the yeah. freeway. No, it's right next to the 134, but... But it's also then walkable to the street. Yes. Which and are people interested in this? <laughs> yeah. It's a nice neighborhood. When I say people, I mean Jimmy. And nope. he's shaking his head. I'm not. That, and, and I know everything we're talking about. You used to come visit me at Toluca Lake all the time. I did. I don't, I don't, go, I don't go to the hills. And I got steep. a dog. Yeah. Yeah, it's a dog. I can't It go. was a dog. Yeah. Uh, Kelly Clarkson was a waitress at a comedy club in Dallas that I worked at. That's right. And really? uh, she would talk about... Uh, that uh, she was going to be a big singing star one day, and everybody was like, oh, "Okay, Kelly." Like, and then she did it, and in a way, I like, "Fuck all of you for yeah. like," because yeah. everybody that worked there was like a country singer. Yeah, and like, yeah. Well, we're, mm-hmm. yes. Well, so, well, so voice, is she, and so is he. And her voice, though, is astounding. It I is mean, astounding. Yeah, it it's it's one of the most clear as a bell 
just incredible interpreters of song i think but yeah just that effortless perfect pitch but now when you talk about american idol alums being at least wealthy don't you have to include Catherine McPhee in the conversation? Yeah. Well, I do. If you, I mean, are you counting David Foster's money? That's what I'm saying. Is <laughs> like he's going I mean, and nothing against David Foster, but how much longer does he have on this earth? <laughs> you think that's why she's with him? I, I wouldn't. No, I think she. I think she likes that type of music that he makes, and she also likes an older man based on yes. uh, her history. So you know what I mean? Like she's she loves to sing songs in that style, and so like I'm sure like it's like if you who's an older lady that you share share share. I'm Bernadette sure Peters. I'm sure Bernadette Peters were like Jimmy. Mm. Oh, my wife knows it. Yeah, you know, like you. So so and and even though like you know, so I guess what I'm trying to say is, is like I don't think that factored into like necessarily the math for her of like okay got 20 years of this you know what then, i mean yeah. like I, I definitely think they're a happy couple I'm, I'm just saying like i think there's a prenup there she gets nothing the kids get it all really that's what i think yeah i yeah, think she gets yeah, kids from she, she, she gets yeah. she gets she wets her beak yeah she wets her beak she gets, <laughs> dips her toe She's a taken bit. care of she'll be fine yeah she'll be fine uh but as far as you know is her doing concerts you know she has to do shows with him and that's at the it's at the Cerritos, yeah, Auto know, Square, you know, Auto Square doing a <laughs> doing a grand opening. <laughs> These other people are at arenas, which seems like a good life. I would love to do like the Costa Mesa, you know, wherever. Those are always really nice venues. They're also they're always really nice. They're huge, yeah. and then people do like you know a week there, and I'm, you know, so they're we, the venues that like Paula Poundstone and Kathleen Madigan play, right. yeah, and they're part of that subscription base. And, yes, uh, that's what Kathleen McPhee does. Wouldn't you, wouldn't you love to have been on that cusp of like like those guys? You know, it seemed like that was the last generation that really had the Tonight Show. They had that, yeah, bump. You know what I mean? Where now they can play these huge places, mm-hmm. or even not so huge. They make twenty five hundred seats, but they're beautiful yeah. venues. Yeah. But then now you got the jump up where it's either you're doing clubs or you're doing the Forum. Yeah. It's like wait, no, what? There's no in between for stand up comedy. What what episode of this show did Joe Coy? end up being on uh, <laughs> i can't remember i think it was uh, the the never one <laughs> the never not funny we never episode. Uh, yeah. no that one we would have lived up to, we would have had to cross <laughs> off the uh the uh the never on that one of course joe coy's in the comedy community we protect our own yeah ape does not uh <laughs> we circle the wagons kill ape <laughs> same way we, we do with rfk <laughs> part of the community sure Gotta circle the one wagons of us. around him you're voting for him though right oh of course of course i like of course he's comedy adjacent we have to. he's comedy adjacent <laughs> <laughs> he does he doesn't laugh at a thing she says, right? He doesn't. He doesn't get it. Doesn't find her funny. No, I have no idea. He's never watched Curb. Um, no, actually, he, they were friends. That's how they met. I thought Larry introduced them. Larry at a party introduced or them something. at a, on a, right, a so, snow trip or something. Right. So they knew each other. Which so, is but why do you think he's ever watched it? Yes. Okay. Everybody did for a while. Everybody has their. Yeah. Oh, this is a Larry David all. moment. You excited about the new season coming up? Sure, it's the last one, right? I hope. <laughs> I, that's one that I was happy to get on before it yeah ended. good for you yeah jeff was very nice to give me a part is that right yeah good yeah. for him <laughs> <Jimmy. Huh. laughs> you should do it oh should i <laughs> hey you should be the host of the daily show too yeah you know what you're right mm. and wheel of fortune uh i can't that seacrest has that baby i know that's i was i was glad they announced seacrest like right away right away the next day because otherwise the text would have been coming fast and furious from my mom (laughs) (laughs) hey you know they're actually looking for a new host for she's done that with the daily show she's done that with late night you know well they announced that seacrest thing fast because of the jeopardy debacle they they wanted to like 
Yeah, we're, not, make, we're not we're not doing auditions. We're, we're not doing nothing. Around. We don't want any kind of worrisome right. news out there. It yeah. also doesn't need anybody to do anything. Like you don't need, yeah. you don't need no because I think Pat Zajac has a funny personality. Uh, Ryan doesn't. He's a good broadcaster, but right. that's you just need to. You're a traffic cop on that yeah. show. Nothing more. I, I do sit there and wonder what the last. You know how how the contractually it seemed, Pat Zajac made them make the last part of Wheel of Fortune, like him telling a joke with Vanna. <laughs> uh-huh, you know yes. what I mean? Because it didn't used to be that way. And then right. suddenly one season it changed into like, oh, now he's telling a joke at the end? Right. Okay. He, this, it was after his talk show got canceled. Right. I think he's like, look, you got to give me something to look forward to. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, like, is that going to stay now with Ryan Seacrest? No, he can't tell a joke. Yeah. I don't know. No, he can't. I say it doesn't stay. Yeah. Or does Dunkelman come back? Dunkelman <laughs> tells the joke at the end. The and now for your Dunkelman moment. <laughs> Comes out and I just saw the Friends episode that Dunkelman was on. Do you remember Whoa, that? Oh, no. Well, yeah. What did he do? He was, um, Chandler was going to propose to Monica. Chandler Bing? Yeah, that's right. <laughs> the aforementioned Matthew Perry. And he picks out uh, an engagement ring, but then he had loaned his credit card to Joey. You know how you loan oh, your friend's credit course. cards all the yeah, time. Yeah, it happens all the time. <laughs> so he has to run and get the card. He tells Phoebe to watch the ring for him. And of course, well, this is Joey Tribbiani. Right? That's right. That's right. And uh, and Phoebe Cates. <laughs> he tells Phoebe Cates. Oh, Phoebe Cates is guest star. He tells yep. Phoebe Cates to watch the ring for him, and um, she fucks it up, and another guy buys it, and it's Brian Dunkelman. And, Interesting. And so then he has to, he tracks the guy down at the restaurant where he's going to propose to his wife and talks him out of, he talks him into switching rings with him, which is even more unbelievable than someone trusting Phoebe to watch that ring. What what was the argument he used? Uh, He pretended that Phoebe was his fiance and that she was dying of some disease. Oh, okay. And so please just let her be buried with this ring. (laughs) Just crazy. Phoebe was basically Screech. Yeah. You would not, why why would letting Screech wait in line for the tickets? He's going to fuck it up. Same thing with Phoebe. You watch the first season of that that show and they are such broad caricatures at that point. Like Phoebe and Joey, they're so hard. Right, yeah. You know, of like being dumb or eccentric, you know, they soften the edges on them both. They let them be human beings slightly yeah. at, uh, over time but yeah. interesting you remember dunkelman doing a spot at ucb pretty close after he got fired well, he, he really? was I, he was really still I, angry about it yeah, and I did material of, about it and was yes. just like livid about it do you remember I, I, now that you say that i do remember that yeah because yeah, it yeah. was like what the hell is like what is this it was mean? uh and i i like brian i've known him a long time and he's actually the, currently in a golf commercial he plays an mm. agent and oh, he's good. really funny in it oh good uh but he um for a little while, he hung his hat too much on that, and it was just like, uh, please want Brian Knuckleman. It was just eight minutes of just ranting about being well, it, fired. It must be so. Or no, ranting about quitting. Right. It must be so difficult to be famous for something that you've done that failed. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like that, he, everyone watched that show, mm-hmm. and he was not good in it, not because of of his fault but just it's you know they really wanted it to be ant and deck i i told you guys that i was like in the top 10 for yes, getting that job i didn't know that so they wanted it to be ant and deck who were the hosts of of the pop idol in and those guys were a comedy team and they wanted like established comedy teams um to do this and so me and my former partner went in we were an established comedy team and we were in the top 10 and then suddenly i see ryan seacrest and i'm like I'll just give it to that guy. <laughs> like he's <laughs> like he's a broadcaster. He's like this is the kind of stuff he does. And so they did, but they still wanted that Ant and Deck thing. So they they pit him next to Brian Dunkelman, and 
Seacrest is not funny and Dunkelman's trying to do bits and yeah. stuff like that and it just doesn't work. It but, did not work. Yeah, but it, it must weird. be so hard to be then famous for that. Right. What do you, of course you have to talk about it when you're on yes. stage. And your but, name also lends itself to be the punchline. Yeah. Right. Oh, it's, it's Dun- Dunkelman. Yeah. And, and if you didn't know anything, which I didn't at the time, about where he came from, you wouldn't even know he was a comedian. You'd yeah. just be like, he was just a good a, looking host, a guy who hosted things that didn't, didn't, wasn't needed there and yeah. didn't do as well as the other guys. So he just got cut loose. So to imagine going out on stage being like, Hey, I'm here to tell jokes. You might not know that I even do that. Right. <laughs> so right. you kind of have to address it, but you can't, that the problem is you can't fall into that trap of being yeah. bitter and, and well, that's good that he's, over it. now it's been so long yeah. that no one remembers other than us, that he was Other even on us. that show. Yeah, if you watch it today. You know, your daughter wouldn't know who he was. No. Yeah, so it's great that he can rebound now. Good no, for you. We, no, she was watching Friends. She was like, "Oh my God, Brian Dunkelman!" Oh, she got all excited. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> the dunk. Uh, hey, guess what? It's what? time for Oliver's question is on its way. Oliver's question is here to stay, and Matt will probably get it right. That's not okay. Oh boy, I've got a photograph here of Elliot uh, looking uh, looking sick. Oh no, looking sick. Of course, our thoughts are with him. Of course. Yeah. Get well soon, buddy. Um, all right. Uh, delete. I'm going to get uh, to my son's question here if I could find it on my telephone. Uh, this came in this morning, uh, 7:59 a.m. This mm, came in. Okay. What's the deadline? Uh, 8 a.m. I, I need it by 8 a.m. <laughs> Just uh, got in under the wire. He snuck it in. He, uh, very close to the wire. As my TikTok was last night, very close to the wire last what, night. Can you full disclosure this one? Uh, sure. I did it at the airport yeah. and then realized, uh, well, I can't upload that before I get on a plane with me saying TikTok motherfucker with an airline <laughs> logo behind me. And it's like, oh, you know, I'll do it when I land. And then I even was like, no, maybe that'll even get flagged like if I ever fly again. Oh, yeah, you have to do a TikTok every day. I do a TikTok. It started as a joke on the show where I said, "You know what? I'm going to just get on TikTok and just every day post." I love that TikTok, motherfucker. <laughs> okay. And that's what I do every day. Okay, uh, in different locations <laughs> around and the then, world. So last night's was me getting out of the car at 11:40 or 11. I got home at 11:25. At 11:25, mm-hmm. I walked underneath the streetlight. Streetlight people, right? Don't stop believing. That's right. right. I walked over there and I just went TikTok, motherfucker. Post. Like, just get it in before midnight so that I... Yeah. I thought you would use Brian Adams as a prop. Too loud, baby. Too uh, loud. In between songs? Oh, you were you were watching Brian Adams. Oh, yeah, down at the uh, Honda Center in Anaheim, California. You took a plane there? Uh, <laughs> we did a show up in San Francisco last night. <laughs> okay. What if I did? Bur- Bur- Burbank to JFK? <laughs> to, to John Wayne. Yeah. Uh, JFK, yeah. Uh, John Wayne, my apologies. Through JFK. You flew to New York and then I flew to... accept your apologies. There's no I direct forgive, but I never forget. Uh, foods and treats is your topic. Foods you know, he loves that. Oliver loves treats. the foods and treats. Does he really? Category loves it. It's always, you know, uh, delicious morsels. Yeah. What are some of the questions that have been asked in the foods and cr- treats? Oh, my God. Uh, I don't know. What's the origin of cupcake? Oh, German chocolate shake. Uh, chocolate cake. What's the origin of that? Mm. Uh, okay. I'm going to go right here. I'm going to choose that number. I don't and, remember that. I remember that question. I don't remember the answer. The guy's name. Oh, right. This guy's name has nothing to do with, uh, with the country. Yeah. With the country. Okay, I'm locked in. Me too. Uh, okay, I'm locked in. Garen, you locked in? Yes, sir. All right, again, I, uh, Elliot, is. Uh, we're going to let him read it on the air. He, uh, will, he will play not for the pot, or not for the five here, but he will play for his season total on that is whenever correct. he's back. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, here's your question. Let me get my glasses. Get the, uh, uh, the readers on here. What treat 
was originally created in 1927 as an alternative to smoking to help smokers quit. What mm-hmm. treat was originally created in 1927 as an alternative to smoking to help smokers quit? I'm locked in. Um, I'm locked in as well. I don't think it's a good answer, though. Uh, but I'm locked in. All right, Garen, you locked in? You don't need to be. We're going to take a break. Uh, all right, let's take a break. When we come back, we'll check in. We'll see how Garen's doing. We haven't heard much from Garen today. Yeah. Uh, and we'll uh, check in with him, see what he's uh, been up Wait, to over the weekend. Can you one more time? Just the wor- I want to get the wording here. I'll yeah, sure. about the wording. In 1927. I've done this during the break. <laughs> yeah. No, he was in the middle of a dismount. I, thank you, Scott. <laughs> I apologize. Uh, what treat was originally created in 1927 as an alternative to smoking to help smokers quit? Okay, yeah. Thank you. There we go. Can I now go to break? Or, <laughs> one uh, more time. <laughs> uh, we'll be back right after this. Hey gang, Matt here with some dates for you. Scott Ackerman is on social media at Scott Ackerman, and he's also part of Comedy Bang Bang. He started it, and uh, he hosts that podcast that, that you know and love. It's all over there at cbbworld.com, so go there for uh, lots of good comedy stuff, and um, and listen to the show. It's great. Um, Jimmy Pardo is hosting Pop Cultured at the UCB Theater on February 10th with some great guests uh, to be announced, and then he's doing his flappers. Uh, he's, he's back at flappers in the YooHoo room doing stand-up a headlining set february 24th so go to flapperscomedy.com for tickets to that and finally uh garen is on the latest episode of the skylight books podcast it's called better than the movie uh check it out he's talking about clive barker's nightbreed so check that out and enjoy Guys, Shopify is something that's very, very dear and important to me, and you know that. You know that. And Matt, you're laughing because you know that I don't stop talking about Shopify off the air. It's really, it's it's weird. It's like your new obsession. Like, you used to talk about, you know, Journey and Kiss all the time. Now it's just Shopify this, Shopify that. I know, and I, all I can do is apologize, but I'll tell you why. It's because whether you're selling scented soaps or uh, offering outdoor outfits... The SSS or the OOO, Shopify helps you sell everywhere from their all-in-one e-commerce platform to their in-person POS system, which I learned stands for point of sale, no. not the other thing that I've been saying. <laughs> right. That's uh, When you go on and on about Shopify, you sound, you sounded a little foolish because you were raving about, and then people would say, well, why, why is he talking about POS? Like, what? That's yeah. Like, they didn't know either, and you didn't know how to tell them. Uh, well, no, because I was on the wrong side of history on that as well. Yeah. But point of sales, what POS stands for, when we're talking Shopify. I'm excited because we've set up our own Shopify account to uh, handle our uh, our perks. You know, we were sending out uh, T-shirts and, and yearbooks to our subscribers, and uh, it's so easy. It's great. I get to, you know, assign roles to different people. Like our, our, our web guy, Jeff, is he's an admin in there now, and I, I just it was so easy to set him up, and then I set up our T-shirt guy. He's got an account in there he can log in he can do what he needs to do to get our shipping done it's awesome um i've been kept out of the loop on that uh because um you're kind <laughs> yeah well, as much as you rave about it you don't want to know i don't want to know i don't want to know how the sausage is made i just no. want to see the uh the, the results right that's what i want and, and also i don't know if illegally i can get away with this but it's so easy to shopify well, because Come you were on. off key, I think we're legally safe. I think I was on key for the, what I was doing. <laughs> we all knew what it was. Uh, you know, I'm not doing karaoke to a backing track. <laughs> it was on whatever key I was at. Uh, sign up for $1 per month trial period at Shopify.com slash Pardo. That's all lowercase. Shopify.com slash Pardo. Now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in, Shopify.com slash Pardo. Shopify, a better way to sell. 
Uh, listen, this is you. You know this, uh, Belknap and and Hochberg and myself. We love the Factor meals. In fact, Garen Cockrell's gotten on board with the Factor recently. Yeah, he's into it. I we, mean, who wouldn't like it? Once you try it, you go, "Hey, this is good stuff." Once you Factor, you can't go back there. Yeah, it's like that old Yo Gabba Gabba song. Try it, you'll like it. I never was on board with Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> And nothing has changed as I've gotten older. Yeah, in the, in the imagine, sixteen years since I've watched it, I've not gotten on board. I imagine it do, doesn't age well. It was very of the moment and very. I think it was hipster. very of the pre me. Like I think it was hipster even prior to me. What? Like before I had a kid. It, it, oh yeah, it, it sure. was prior to Oliver's. Where I don't. I don't know if it's even still around. I hope not. We don't have time to talk about it. <laughs> what's no, going on? With we're here to talk about Factor. Yeah. Although you know what. Pop a factor into the microwave. Two minutes later, this baby's ready. Uh, you sit down, watch some Yo Gabba Gabba. <laughs> sure. Enjoy your factor. Yeah. Right? Get in there. Get the wiggles out. That's somebody else, right? No, that, oh, no that's them. Get your sillies out. Get your sillies out. Yeah. Wiggles are another kid's thing. Yeah. And those guys, I got no, I got no truck with those guys. Good. Uh, they've got over 35 different meals, more than 60 add-ons to choose from every week. Various different, you know, look, if you want chicken, they got chicken. You want a beef thing, they got beef thing. You want to bump up to a to a gourmet meal, they got mm. filet mignon. Mm. They've got, uh, they, they had lobster the other day. Oh, my God. Oh, they got all this, all sorts of things over that. there. They got delicious things over there. Head to factormeals.com slash part 050. Use code part 050 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month. That is code Pardo50 at factormeals.com slash Pardo50 to get 50% off your first box plus 20% off your next month while your subscription is active. Factor, good food, fast. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the program, episode 3322. Scott Aukerman is here. Now, before we uh, took the break, I read the question. I'm happy to read it again. Sure. In 1927, uh, what treat was originally created in 1927 as, a, as an alternative to smoking to help smokers quit? So we have to be cognizant or wary of the fact that all of the pre-hundredth anniversary hype is going on right now. Right. We're three years away from this, yeah. this thing's uh, So it's like, yeah, counting down towards it. Yeah. Right. So my, my son's, a, he's, he's ahead of the game. Here. Yeah. <laughs> he, he knows what's coming. Yeah. He knows what the future is. Can I be back three years from now and we can celebrate it? One, so. If it's once, you know my rule, <laughs> once a year from here on out. I think that's a good rule. How many years have you been doing? Is it 17 or 18? 18. 18. 18. It'll be 18 What are you in, doing for the 20th? 18 in April. Yeah, probably the same show. We're going to be celebrating with this candy treat. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I, I, uh, we, we, should, we should do something to honor this show. Podcasters in general. I agree. You were so ahead of the game. Uh, hey, speaking from, of that. From your lips. Yeah. We should do yep. something. Speaking of that, uh, congratulations to our friend Jesse Thorne, who was just inducted into the Podcast Hall of Fame. Oh, congratulations to Jesse. Yeah, I don't know, but it, either it, of those it things. Exists. Jesse Thorne or in the podcast. <laughs> no, of course I know Jesse. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I just saw that. Oh, uh, great. Yeah. Good for him. Deserves it. He deserves Yeah, he's he's been, he's first been doing the, it. The first guy I ever knew to do a podcast. It's yeah. like probably how he found out about it. Should have been in ages ago. Yeah. Was he nine, 19 years he's been doing he's it? He's been doing it at 20. 20? Yeah. Good. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, the the sound of young America and then yes. that turned into bullseye. Yep. Uh, good for Jesse Thorne. And, and then the whole Max Fun. Yeah. Empire. The world over there. Yeah. Good yeah, for him. We should put our head or or uh, we'll try to put our heads together. What can we do to? I can't answer that. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, I can't be part of my own celebration. Remember Jimmy Pardo week at UCP? We just talked about. <laughs> we were just talking about. We just it, talked yeah. about it. That was fun. Yeah. It was fun. Was Match Game part of that? We couldn't remember. I don't know. I remember you. You so. Tuesday you did bank or uh, death ray right um Wednesday I did the talk show we or Thursday was the talk show maybe Thursday was the talk show we did I think we did the dance party dance party yeah that was definitely part of it I that was one that was one that was definitely up there and then 
you did monologues at ASCAT probably on Sunday. Mm-hmm. On Sunday, so so Friday, Saturday must have been match. We game. We must have done match mm-hmm. game. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because those are the only. That's the only thing that I would have ever done there on the weekend. That would be. And they were all sold out. Of course, goddamn right. You part of it's exciting. To yeah, people. it was exciting. Mm-hmm. Right? It's not a tradition they've kept up. <laughs> they have not. Well, in fairness, I let it go. <laughs> I guess I could, I could have stayed on them. Hey, let's do this once a year. Hey. But, uh, <laughs> That'd be so funny. Hey, what's going on with it? Like one year passes, you're like, where's, where's Jimmy Pardo? I, this I we talked about. That one, that we <laughs> well, now Never Not Funny, because that was the year before we started Never Not Funny, but now that yeah. could be part of that it. That could be part of it, yeah. certainly. And yeah. I do I do pop culture over there now uh, once a month. Oh, so. you do? Oh, cool. Yeah, we move over uh, every, the second Saturday of every month. It's a different business they're doing nowadays where they they're they're only doing monthly shows now instead of like weekly shows. Oh, is that right? It seems like it. Well, I, I, I I'm only a, our show's only a monthly show anyway, so it uh, it fits into our yeah uh, our program. Good times though. Uh, we just had a nice one. It was uh, Sarah Silverman and um, who else was on that? Al Madrigal. Al Madrigal. Oh wow! And who was the third? Please help me. My memory, my prevision. I wasn't there, so I'm in. just going on what you told me. <laughs> um, uh, damn it! My Hal Rudnick was the, the, the oh Blaine the character, and Blaine, of course, the great, oh, great. Blaine Capach. Blaine. Yeah, it was great. wonderful as always. Brilliant, brilliantly funny as always. So funny. Uh, I, I anytime I would go to at midnight and he would be assigned to me as a writer, I I knew I was in safe hands. Uh, I was, you know, I worked at Conan at the time that at midnight was happening, so. I would get the call, hey, you're on at midnight, and then they would send you the stuff at 3 o'clock right. for a 4.30 taping, right. and I'd have no time to do it because I had to be on stage at Conan. So arriving there with some jokes that Danielle would text me right. and Mike Henry would text me, and then, thank God, Blaine would go, here's what I got. And like, great. Yeah. And yeah. I was, being, I would literally was like, I was Bob Hope. I would just yeah. show up <laughs> and read jokes people wrote for me now when, and when, loved it. When that show started, I didn't know who was working on it or anything, So I and I was working on the TV show, so... We would get the the jo- or the topics beforehand, so like everyone would just pitch in and we would write it. And so right. I, I felt like my first few appearances were great because like I had ten people writing <laughs> for me. But then after a while, it was just like, oh, Blaine's here, Nick Weiger's here, like all these great people are here. I'm I'm just gonna like pick from from what they wrote. One hundred percent. And it was just as good as when you yeah. know my people were writing it. They're they're so good at it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I wrote a total of one thing in all my appearances, and everything else was Mike Henry, Danielle, or Blaine. Hmm. Blaine's not working on the new After Midnight. He is not. Hmm. That's too bad. He, he should. He is not. He's uh, he lucky a, to have him. Maybe he has a job already, but yeah. Um, they would be very, very lucky to have him. Yeah. I, I, uh, yeah. I, it, he's, he, he's not. He's he, like built to write those types of things. Oh, yeah. 100%. Uh, all right, let's check in. Let's uh, do this. Yeah. Hi, Garen. How was your weekend? That was good. What'd you do, Garen? I went to the movies. What'd you see, Garen? I went to. I really wanted to catch up on my Oscar movies, so I went to see ISS. That a boy. <laughs> uh, it's getting horrible reviews, and you said oh, that's the one it. I want to see. You, Add you did. A R A E to that, and I'm in. <laughs> Issa Rae? <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> wow. You, now, Scott, you know who named her, right? Uh, no. Jar Jar Binks. What? Issa Rae? <laughs> That's my oh. one Star Wars joke and my one name joke. Happy to do it. Uh, well, Gary, you loved it, huh? I did. It's it's very, it's a standard little thriller, but it's I don't know what tense. this is. I've never heard of this. It is. It's about the International Space Station? Yes. So there's a group of Russians and a group of Americans. They come to the space station and then World War Three or whatever breaks out on Earth mm-hmm. and they see it start, which is horrifying, to be honest. Right. And then they both get orders. Take the 
others out space station whatever means oh, wow. necessary so it's garen I, I i make you this promise i'll see it by thursday all right really there yeah wow you have a lot of time on your hands now right i've got an hour and a half <laughs> it's quick, it's short it's, oh it is it's quick oh I, i've got 87 minutes yeah that's that sounds okay. about right <laughs> zip over there have a little a, a small popping corn a coke zero where'd you see where where's this playing i saw it over at the burbank amc you don't say yeah yeah, yeah. local cheddar local cinema sure, sure. Your local movie cinemals. house. Yeah, you can go anywhere. Multiple cinemals. Multiples? <laughs> That's my new theater, cinemals. <laughs> they uh, work. Where you sit next to an animal. <laughs> yes, yes. I need to call my bank. Comforts you. Uh, Garen, uh, did you see any other movies or just that one? Uh, that's it. All right. And then Saturday or Sunday was, was my, my new football day tradition. Yeah, you're, new, you're, you're a big Detroit Lions fan now. Yeah. How many games have you watched total, Garen? Uh... Three, three, four. Are, are four? you going on to watch the Super Bowl now that you? I don't know. Probably just for, just to do it. Just for Usher. Yeah, for Usher. <laughs> Usher. Um, sure, sure. Boy, mm, it was interesting. Heartbreaking. Yeah, you're you, you're devoid of any human emotion, so I finally feel one. I've never had emotion. I'm a blank slate. Uh, but it, it's even as a non-fan, that that game was that collapse was a was debacle. Rough. So it I can't was, imagine. We, Jimmy and I were at a show and in an airport, and so we're only vaguely aware of what happened. They lost. They, <laughs> I, uh, I, I, they I believe lost. the lead was like 20-something to 7. They oh, had a 17 at the half. Point lead. Oh, shit. And it was 24-7. Uh, 365. 365 <laughs> at, at the half, and then the Lions went on to score like 30-something uh, points. You mean the, uh, the Chiefs did? Oh, sorry, the Chiefs. The 40, no, not 49ers. the Chiefs. The 49ers, 49ers, 49ers yeah. Jesus Christ. Went on to, like... <laughs> four, four guys. Just uncontested points right. uh-huh. to, to put them away. Oh, that's a shame. But then yeah, they, they came back... by three. Yeah. It, it, to their credit, they pushed it to the literal last second. Yeah. Right. But, but here's the thing. As, as we talked with Cole Stratton about it, who is a big Detroit Lions fan. I, I also have friends from Detroit that Cole's were very invested. A, why is he such a big Detroit Lions fan? That's a great question. You ask him, from, not me. Because we were in a play together when he was 15. Ask him, not me. <laughs> Up in Sacramento. Maybe his wife's from there originally. Oh, okay. Uh, but they, uh, they're just thrilled they got this far. They, this team was not expected to do this, so yeah, to make it yeah. to the championship series is a great thing. Yeah. It's, it, it was, it's not a good feeling when that happened as a non-fan to be like damn i can't imagine what one of my best friends who's a lifelong lions fan right is feeling being that close it's wild no well, maybe next year maybe maybe next year mm-hmm. uh well gary uh, get past your sadness and give us an answer here on this uh, what was uh what treat was created to uh, help people stop smoking is that a good paraphrase yeah 1927 I, I don't know the timeline on this particular treat mm-hmm. um I'm just going to go with uh, gum, chewing gum. Gum. Yeah. I think gum was around. It probably since, has been around I think forever. Jesus chewed gum. <laughs> it's possible. You know, Jesus, they, do you think he can spit out your gum yeah. so we can crucify <laughs> you? Well. Come on. Could you please? Nah. Anyway, treat, I treat your neighbor nice. That's how we put yeah. this in the holes in my Is hands. Dennis Miller? Hey. <laughs> I was going more for a Burt Reynolds, but yeah. Hey, cha-cha. I was doing Norm McDonald. Yeah, you were. Reynolds. I almost said, are you Norm McDonald? But then I decided to go <laughs> Dennis Miller because it sounded more like Dennis Miller. Yeah. <laughs> That's uh, how bad it was. Uh, it wasn't a good Jesus, I'll tell you that. <laughs> no, it was a really bad it was, Jesus. It was a good Dennis you know Miller. Jesus sounded I know like he didn't sound like Dennis Miller. You don't think so? I don't. No. Interesting. No, I think he sounds exactly like like we all do, like Donald J. Trump. He sounds like that. <laughs> that's, that's what God put Donald here. Yeah. Thank you. That is Jesus. That is Jesus. All right. Uh, who's next? Scott? I guess. Yeah, I mean, Elliot's... Yeah. Elliot's uh, not here. It's so confusing. It all throws us all me. off. Yeah. Uh, actually, it goes you. For, it should go me? It, it oh, does okay. go you. Okay. Uh, so, Matt... I yeah, the guest goes uh, 
last of the three of you. That's so polite of you. Thank I'm you very so nice. much. Yeah. Uh, I said Tic Tacs. Tic Tacs, huh? Delicious no. little mint. Tic Tiny little egg shake mint. Tic Tacs. Yeah, they are ovular, aren't they? They are ovular. Mm. And I'll tell you this, delicious. Mm. Good answer. That little candy coating around the Oh, mouth. you like that, don't mm. you? Get those orange ones. Those, ah, the orange ones are the best. Orange flavored ones. How many do you eat? I only do one. <laughs> I don't think I've done one in my life. <laughs> and if somebody gave me one, I want to murder them. Yeah. Like, oh. Can I have a Tic Tac? Like, <laughs> I then close it back up, seal it back up that little top. Like, come on, dude. give me six of these minimum. Yeah. Uh, Scott, what you why say? Why then? Okay, here's why the then, question. Why not make it bigger? Why not make them bigger? Mm. This is my thing with uh, aspirin. They always go, take two aspirin. Uh, why don't you make them bigger? I'll take one. How about that? Because they have to swallow. Idiot. <laughs> <laughs> big, big farm. Uh, what's your guess here then? I said licorice. Licorice. Oh. Um, I think Jesus also had licorice. I think that's early on for mm. licorice. Uh, they whipped him with that, right? <laughs> I saw a version of JC Superstar down in Cerritos. Oh and yes, Cerritos yeah. is my go-to city for yep, today. I love it. Um, I said not that different from that, but uh, I went with Red Vines. I went with the actual my first. Oh, wow. uh, Red you Vines. You went with the, the brand. A branded. I did. Yeah. Um, branded Hard content. to say. Hard to say between licorice and Red Vines. We'll find out what, together. Because it, it very easily, licorice could have already existed, but they're like, no, this is red licorice. Yeah. Uh, here's your answer. None of us are right. Whoa. Why? What did you pick? I said Red Vines. You did. Sorry. Um, you just said that. I'm going to <laughs> read. But what did you pick? Uh, red vines. Oh, okay. thank <laughs> yeah. you. Uh, I'm going to read the explanation mm-hmm. and then see if you guys can guess what the answer is from that. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. Well, uh, why not just read us that first? The, my glasses, uh, so that you can guess again. Mm-hmm. Another guessing game. Okay, great. Uh, they were first created in 1927 in Vienna, Austria by Edward Haas III, intended for adults to help quit smoking. It wasn't until 1955 that they changed directions to marketing towards kids. Uh, this, here's the, it's going to be a dead give, a giveaway. And added heads to the tops and made them look like toys. Oh, Pez. Pez. Wow. oh shit. I feel like I was close. Pez. So to stop smoking, it was just little tiny candies. I, I can't answer that. You know what? That Now that you say that, I remember seeing, I went to the Pez Museum. museum? Yeah, probably. In, museum. It's in Connecticut. And they have all the old conditions. Oh, sure. You sound some- boring. <laughs> I was visiting my wife's family. What do you want me to do? Talk to them? <laughs> hey, guys. I got to go to this uh, Pez Museum. You've never been to the Funko Museum? You've never, you, you would go to I the haven't. Pez Museum in a heartbeat. You're right. Yeah, it's <laughs> underwhelming. I got to be honest. But oh, what is this? They have all these old containers. And, and some of the early ones weren't fun and and colorful or playful that was just a metal container that looked like a cigarette container. I thought it would be something that like at least in the shape of a cigarette but that's Pez, what I thought. Pez are in the shape of like the Fantastic Car you know the, yeah, I don't know what that the is. Fantastic Four's right. uh, vehicle that Very they would fly so. around. Yeah, It's um, more about putting something in your mouth to occupy your uh, I know but see the, the, this, the, the way it was phrased tricked. You were picturing a cigarette shaped candy. Some Something that was yeah. more You're of saying the, the Pez is shaped like what again just so that I'm The clear. Fantastic Car. Thank you. I right, just want to make sure that I tell Oliver that <laughs> I and think I get that it right. that is uh, perfect for a certain swath of your audience. I don't I don't get it but I, I'm not going to lie you. I loved it. <laughs> I love look it. up the Fantastic R. I'm not going it, it to. Is, it's fantastic. I'll do that as soon as I go to the Pez Museum. Looks like a Pez. I'll do that waiting in line at the Pez Museum. <laughs> yeah. uh, follow up. There's no line. I'm mm. so mad because I feel like I was one step away from being right. And but I just, you weren't. I didn't think hard enough. What for did you pick enough. again? Tic Tac. You remember the Tic Tac? Oh, so yeah. now we go to bets. We go to the bets. Yeah. So whoever has the lowest yeah. is our winner. Garen, what, what did you go with? 20. 20 for Garen. Ooh. Matt. 11. 11. Who's Scott. Who's to now? Me? I think you should go first. All right. I, well, I went with 17. 
Okay, so it's if I did lower than eleven, lower than I, eleven, you get five dollars. One. What? Oh, <laughs> that is lower than eleven. Nice uh, work. Right. Someone had to use Scott it. Is, I don't. We don't have. I, I don't have access to Elliot's soundboard, uh, so I'll Scott. sing it. Scott is the champion, my, my friend. Maybe that's part of the Bohemian Rhapsody sequel. Oh, they include our jingle. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then in I'd be 2021, <laughs> someone wrote a parody. Maybe then. Maybe that's how we celebrate our 20th anniversary. <laughs> also, why, that movie. Yeah. Why doesn't it just like okay? So Freddie Mercury, like you watch him die for the first. 10 minutes, 15 okay. minutes, and then Rami Malek is born, and you follow him for a while, and then he, then it follows him, like, role. acting as Freddie Mercury for a while, then he wins the Oscar, and that's a great big, like, huge oh, end to your movie. Oh, that's good. I like that's it. a good ending. Yeah. I like it. You know, pitch it. Sure. <laughs> bring it to him. Bring it to yeah, the Malek. Brian May is in charge. It, bring it to the Malek camp. Yeah. Brian, I, I feel like the members of Queen were too involved in that. Oh, 100%. <laughs> are you going to give that to me, or are you just going to sit there stroking it? Well, we have well, we're gonna tradition. Pay, we're going to pay it out, Joker's Wild style. you know you've been yes. here Put your times. hand out. We're going to pay it out. We're going to count to five by fives. Here we go, Garen. And, and five. five. Thank you. Congratulations. That's so nice. You deserve it. But yeah, put that in your pocket. I need some walking around money. So yeah, get yourself some. What are you going to get with that? A cup of coffee? Probably tip someone with it. A little something? Know? I think it's... Where are you going? You need to tip five dollars. That's a... You know, a valet or something. That's a nice tip. You know. That's a nice tip. Everything's so expensive. Scott, now. did you cross out the one after I you did. used it? Great. Thank you. Yeah, I'm a pro. Uh, so we should theoretically have three numbers left, right? Uh, there's more. We do. Yeah, well, that's because oh, okay. we didn't have guests for each one, episode. Two, we had three, some. four, five. I have five left. You should only have three. There's oh, eight here. <laughs> I have three left. I have three left. You should okay. only have three left because right, we Garen, have. Uh, there's probably an enterprising listener who's been tracking. Garen tracks it. Garen does. Oh, okay, great. Uh, we only yes. have episodes 23, 24, and 25 left, so there's only nah, no, three. Yeah, I screwed up. So glad left. to get in under the wire. You got in, buddy. Right? We'll see you in 2025. It's exciting. This once a year <laughs> business now. I, this is, it's January. I couldn't handle not being on for until January of next It'll year. It'll be nice to break it and have me And knowing year. you, you'll have me in December of 2025. It'll be a f- almost like two years. It very well could be. <laughs> No, we'll have you on to celebrate Donald Trump's inauguration in oh, next year. Lord. Oh, that's not a bad idea. Guys. I wasn't thinking about Scott for that, but that's not a bad call. Yeah, we know. Oh, you where him. were you when the last time it happened? Oh, we we were on the air. We were, were recording. Oh, oh the, the January 6th thing? Yeah. No, no, no. I mean the, the him getting elected. Well, no, we, we were on the air. We were recording on that because I had a golf outing on that Monday. So we recorded on Election Day with Brian Husky. Yeah. With the confidence... Yeah, we and were, cockiness. We were cocky, and then no show Wednesday. Brandy Posey was our guest on Thursday, and Brandy walked in with the energy that we this room had, had of just, <laughs> just what the fuck just happened. Yeah, yeah. and uh, we'll revisit that. <laughs> oh my word, we will not. That guy's gonna. Eat. I was at trivia that night. You were at trivia. You were at trivia, watching it happen. It. I was on a plane to Tokyo. You're going overseas. Yeah. Because you threaten if he wins, I'll live in the country. <laughs> yeah, so I, I wanted to be up in the air just in case. Just Landing in, in whatever, right. whatever country. I was like, hey, pilot. Just like Bush on Put me down in the run. U.S. And Scott, if I'm not mistaken, you've said this before. If a woman or a black man is the pilot, you're not comfortable on the plane. <laughs> Come on now. Or the president. You're <laughs> well, not comfortable in the country. Well, that's what that one that guy said that. that yeah, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, that? that's yeah. right. I saw that. I can't believe- Kirk, is that his last name? Captain Charlie Kirk. Kirk. Yeah. Oh, Charlie, Charlie Kirk. Charlie Kirk yeah, said yeah, that. Yeah. 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 Well, fuck, first of all, fuck off. I know. So, so crazy. Yeah, women can't fly a plane. First of all, when's the last time you even saw the pilot? Yeah. That's a great question. 
I remember he used to like come around. He'd yeah, give everyone a, a thrill. Yeah, <laughs> kind of do hat there. tricks. Right. Yeah. <laughs> well, now, it's, now they get in there, they lock that thing they up. Lock that door. Yeah. Did you see the video of the captain announcing his retirement? No. no. He's like my. Do you let down the big slide and go jump? <laughs> yeah, it was it was a big big. Uh, how do you do? But no, he came out and talked to the radio. He was like, "My family's here. This is my last flight." And he got all choked up. Oh, wow. It was r- really. Oh, that's, awesome. oh, that's nice. That's nice. Cool I'll look for I that. I hope they dropped him off where he lives. <laughs> I don't know if they did that. <laughs> he's like suddenly he's in. <laughs> like, he's just, in a Aruba. It's yeah. like, how do we get back from here? Well, Dad, you're flying the plane. Flying you got to live here now, I guess. Um, I saw a little video today. That somebody I follow on X, formerly Twitter, um, <laughs> where it's uh, why you should have a cat. I think is the is the person I follow. And it's a kitty cat. It's a fan, an oscillating fan. And whenever the fan comes near him, he tries to grab the air. And so he just sits there. Then the fan turns. He just, <laughs> and with his paws, and then, then the fan goes away and he just waits. It comes back. And just for it. It's wonderful. Love it. I like that. That's an account I like. It's one of the joys. That's a reason to be on X. It is. And then it's one Twitter. of the great accounts on X. Uh, and so is the guy that runs it. I thought that guy's got some nice oh, things to say. Interesting ideas. Really smart. Sharp. Yeah. Uh, all right, Scott, thanks for being here. My pleasure. As as always, I really appreciate you guys having me on. It is the it best is. podcast. We love it. Thank I, you. I, uh, you know, the fact that you have me on every season means the world to me. So oh. thank you so much. Thank you. And we appreciate that you keep coming back. Uh, all all ball, ball busting aside. We, yes. Uh, I look forward to it as I do now each and every year. Okay. <laughs> uh, hey, everybody. Thanks for listening and for subscribing. We hope Ellie gets well soon. We He will not be here Thursday. We know that. Right. Uh, uh, but uh, hopefully he'll be back here on Monday. Um, boy, I hope so. Otherwise, things have really taken a sour turn, I guess. Right. But uh, uh, so, thank you everybody for listening. Thank you for subscribing. Thank you for supporting the program. Uh, yeah, we'll see you on Thursday or Sunday when it comes out. We record on Thursdays. You, you know, don't need no, to know all this information. Know our business. I mean, have the pop culture piece. Look at him over there. There's Garen Cockrell behind uh, Video Village. Is uh, nobody. Uh, that's where Elliot would be, but he's not. He's homesick, and we wish him well. The Honcho Matt Belknap and our great friend Scott Ackerman. I'm Jimmy Pardo. We'll see you next time on the podcast. AK-47, gone, not forgotten. Love Never Not Funny? For a second episode every week and video of every episode, plus bonus perks, sign up for a Platinum subscription at NeverNotFunny.com. Never Not Funny, a SAG After podcast, is executive produced by Jimmy Pardo and Matt Belknap. Video production by Elliot Hochberg. Production assistance by Garen Cockrell. Music by Daver and Watch It Burn. Copyright 2024, Never Not Funny, LLC. 